Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. I Don't Like Liars by Vobel Naturally, I told Kelly all about my glorious fuck session with Kyle the Stripper. She was pretty happy when I met with her, the flushed happiness of a new bride coupled with the anticipation of the honeymoon she'd be leaving for tomorrow. I was glad she'd been able to meet me for coffee after I got off work. I'm telling you, Kel, the guy was a fucking Sasquatch. Biggest dick I've had in months. Months? She eyed me with a smirk. Your divorce has only been final since August. Well, yes. But we separated last spring. What, you think I've been a nun since then? We both laughed hard at that. I had never been close to celibate, not since I'd been nineteen and giving it up over a bar to a thirsty frat kid at a college party. And even before. I wouldn't say I was a model wife, Kel. Yeah. She knew me well. Which stripper nailed you? The Roman soldier one? Yes. With the monster cock. She frowned. The one who fucked up my bra? Yep. Monster cock. Kelly shook her head, her gorgeous face showing the briefest of frowns. He's not all that big, Tara. My mouth dropped. You're not thinking straight. Did you see his penis? Yes, bitch. I saw it. I watched it right in front of me, nutting all over my chest. She reminded me. Nice dick, but not exactly huge, honestly. I blinked at her. We're talking about the gladiator. Yes. With the really massive nutsack. Yes. I shook my head slowly. You're high. That guy was hung like a fucking stallion. She toyed with her scone, a smile tugging whimsically at the corner of her mouth. Well, maybe it's just that I'm comparing him to what I've been seeing lately. It came out sugary smug, the voice of a woman who feels like she's better than you on account of the guy she's doing. I took a long sip of my coffee, then arched a plucked eyebrow. What are you saying, Kelly? She tossed back her hair and looked at me with something of that old vivacity from back when she'd been Kelly Poftek instead of Kelly Poftekraff. That attitude she'd had in college, the one that challenged every other woman around her with the quality of her pussy. I thought she'd lost a lot of that since she met her husband. And speaking of which, just between you and me, Aaron is bigger. I waited a beat, my mind racing. You're just saying that because you're married to him now. I winked. You're being a good little wifey. Nope. Her lips quirked up into that lopsided smirk of hers. He's bigger than any of those strippers. I paused and let that sink in. There'd been three strippers there, plus the manager slash DJ. One of them, Steve, had fucked me at a bridal shower the year before. Actually, it had been that lay that had made me recommend them to the maid of honor. And then that wreck had earned me another fuck, from cow this time, so I could say I knew their dicks very well and both had been above the average size, cow by a lot. The third guy, whose name was something like Justin, had certainly had a nice one, but he'd gone thicker instead of longer. I could see Kelly's groom outdoing that third guy, definitely. 
I met Aaron at the lake. I pointed out to her. I've seen him in swim trunks. If he were bigger than Kyle, I'd have noticed. Who's Kyle? The one who fucked up your bra. Ah. She reflected, then shook her head. Yeah. He was big. But Aaron is bigger. Take it from a woman who's had both of them come on her tits. No. I thought back to that day by the lake up at Ray Peak, that first meeting with Aaron. His body, fine but not all that remarkable, the body of a thirty-something who went to the gym a few times a week and didn't get serious about it. His suit was wet, babe, and I looked. You looked? She scoffed. You checked out my fiancé's package? Of course I did. I glanced to the sides, past the chintzy Christmas decorations, making sure Samurai's tea house was empty enough not to be offended when I reached boldly down and cupped my pussy through my pants. I always look. You know me. I'll hump anything with a penis. Not Aaron, you won't. The smugness returned at double the intensity. Hands off, girl. She warned, but we both smiled. Is that a challenge? I didn't really think I meant it. We'd stolen men from each other before, a time or two each, but it had always been in good fun. Things were different now. She was married, and since as far as I knew she never fucked my ex, that should have put her errand off limits. But that swimsuit bothered me now. I'd been checking him out, of course, as one does. And I was an experienced meat-gazer. So it bothered me that Kelly would lie to me about her husband's endowment. Worse, it offended me that she thought she could get away with it. I stirred. Got a pick? She shook her head evenly. If you think I'm going to show you my husband's cockpick, you're a fucking idiot. She nibbled at her scone. Besides, no. I don't have one. Now I knew she was lying. What modern woman doesn't have a photo of her man's schlong? I don't like liars. I just don't believe you. I sighed, shaking my head mournfully. I think this is all just wishful thinking on your part, Kel. I mean, whatever. She narrowed her eyes, and I could just tell she was getting ready to hit me where it hurt. That's the kind of woman she was. Look, Tara, don't get mad at me just because you couldn't keep your man. I smiled, but slowly. Angrily. With tight control. Because now, I really didn't like this particular liar. A dark thought bloomed in my mind, but I just looked down into my coffee and kept my smile. You guys still on to help me move when you get back? They'd be home from their honeymoon before the new year, my fucking whore of a landlady booting me out before the first of January. But it wasn't supposed to snow before then, and Aaron had a truck and Kelly knew I'd just shelled out over $2,000 to be in her wedding. She owed me, she yawned. You reach a point in life where you really ought to start calling movers, Tara. Yes. You do. But I'm not there yet. I raised my mug. I called you. Close enough. You called me because you wanted Aaron's truck. She corrected. And he's the one who'll be doing all the work. We giggled. If he does a good job, maybe I'll flash him. I winked. Hands off, girl. She snapped again, but it had a rote quality to it. Just buy him beer. That's plenty. I saw her eyes flicker down to my chest. Besides, flashing him won't get you very far. I'm bigger. You are. I nodded. But I'm a better lay. Yeah. 
She sighed, rolling her eyes. But you're certainly not going to be letting Aaron figure that out. We smiled together and took our sips. Yep. Kyle the stripper. I remembered Kelly's bachelorette party a couple days later, as I sat around with my vibrator while Kelly and Aaron enjoyed their honeymoon, a flash of Caribbean warmth so that they could spend the holidays all tanned and shit, tanned like those strippers had been. I savored the memory, casting my mind back there that I'd watched, eyes narrowed as they pranced in, three of them with confident sneers and bodies cut from stone, smooth and polished and gleaming with oil. All around me the room exploded with shrill feminine screeches, the kind of noise that would leave my ears ringing for the rest of the night. I thought for the ninetieth time how much easier this would be if I was still drinking. The fact that Kelly was having a December wedding had apparently given the strippers the great idea that they could get away with all sorts of suggestive holiday-themed fun, already. I could see that one of them had mistletoe ready to dangle over his cock, once he pulled it out. I didn't think I remembered that guy from the last time I'd been to a function with these people, but the other two were definitely familiar, especially Steve, the one dressed as a doctor. I flushed, sitting there with my legs crossed, as I remembered what he'd done to me that time before, when he'd shown up as private entertainment at my friend Megan's bridal shower. He'd left me wrung out on the bed in her guest room, panting after one of the best orgasms of my life, the orgasm that had convinced me it was definitely time to divorce my husband and get back out into the world of singlehood. Not that being married had closed my legs. But at least it seemed more honest since I'd gotten divorced. The three men had already spread out through the room, gyrating before the salivating guests like Elvis in his prime, as their boss strolled over to me. Tara? You're Tara Jordan? In the flesh. I smiled. His glance roamed appreciatively over my body in the way I'd seen from lots of men in my time. When you dress like I do, you tend to get attention. But this guy was serious about it, the appraising eye of a man who'd seen it all and liked me anyway. It gave me a thrill. Who are you, sexy? He smiled, a lazy surfer dude curl of his lips. I'm Jerry. I'm the manager. I was given your name on the referral sheet? He winked. Are you the one paying? I braid a laugh. Fuck no. That's Ashley, the maid of honor. I nodded across to where the unfamiliar-looking guy already had his penis in her mouth. The one giving head. Ah. Jerry gave a diplomatic shrug. Well, but you're the one who referred us, right? He smiled. You get a free private dance for the recommendation. No shit. I sat up the night suddenly becoming a lot more interesting, my mind nudging my pussy. How private? As private as you want. He leered, his eyes on my legs, and I couldn't blame him. Legs were what I had. An ass, but I was sitting on that and he couldn't see it. You pick the dancer. To dance? And, and whatever else you and he decide to do. His eyes twinkled. Any of us will make ourselves available. I winked. He was not unattractive, but that made sense. He was in the sex industry. You too, darling? He drew himself up the way men always do when they're advertising themselves. I don't dance anymore, but I'm always happy to provide customer service whenever I need to. I laughed. This might be fun. My pussy was already juicing up, mostly because of the shock. I had not expected to get laid tonight. Which of your guys has the biggest dick? 
I asked him bluntly. I was in the mood for me tonight. He nodded knowingly and then nodded over at a blonde Adonis dressed like a Roman soldier, but with an incongruous holiday wreath around his neck. Kyle, the guy over there, think he'll be into me? I matched his grin. If he's not, I'll take you. He laughed, a man who'd had many, many snatches in his time and didn't particularly need another, and I sat back in the banquette with a new reason to study the Roman guy, now being loudly serviced by one of the groom's cousins. Hell, I'd take you both at the same time. He gave me a second look then, which I like to think meant approval. But probably not. Truly, the man had probably seen everything there was to see, many times. And he was still in the business, which also meant he knew how to give women a second look that seemed to mean approval. A good old-fashioned spit roast? He was in normal clothes, unlike the strippers working for him. Now he gave his crotch an ironic squeeze. Want a peek? We laughed. Maybe later. I purred, for the Roman guy had just backed away from the cousin and was now casting about, looking for his next target. I've got things to do. He smiled and moved off, which I barely noticed. Because by that time, I really only had eyes for Kyle and his big fucking dick. It swung there between his beefy thighs, a snake-like bludgeon with a life of its own nestled in a tasteful patch of well-groomed curls and swinging mightily before a set of enormous, low-hanging balls. He worked his hips, sending his penis whipping left, then right, then in a hypnotic circle that left the women around me howling. But by then I had my eyes on his and my legs spread wide, one saucy hand lifting my dress up to my waist while the other beckoned him closer. I put on that squinty, Victoria Beckham look I like to give at times like these— and like an android acting along with his programming, he sauntered happily toward me. Hi. I let my face melt into a dazzling smile as soon as he was within range, standing before me like a god. He had to have been the most beautiful man I'd ever seen, and that included his co-worker Steve. Want that cock sucked? I was not a believer in small talk. What do you think? He halted just before me. Washboard abs rising like the Berlin Wall before my wondering eyes, my world already full of his body's rich heat. God damn, but this man was sexy. With a mind of its own my hand rose, splay-fingered, to latch onto the solid meat of his chest high above as my other hand curled possessively around his thigh. Everything about him was hard, sleek muscle. That magnificent cock of his lurched half-hard within two or three inches of where my tongue licked at my lips— wetting them so that I could slide them down that perfect slab before me. The girls lining the banquet beside me cheered, their cries a wall of sound that crushed me like the trash compactor in Star Wars as I leaned in, smelling him, my eyes straining upward to look past his corrugated abs. Past the chest where my fingers left desperate tracks through the body oil, up past the spiky, green of the Christmas wreath, to where his face gloated back at me, and then all of a sudden his warm, Massive cockhead was resting on my lower lip and I dipped down to catch him gently inside the arc of my teeth that he tasted of baby oil, whipped cream, and the spit of the bride's cousin, underlaid by an electrifying saltiness at the piss slit, which my tongue wasted no time exploring. God damn, but I love that first suckle of a new man's dick. It's so intimate, more intimate than a kiss, more intimate even than fucking, in some ways. I sank slowly down, tongue busy where the sharp mushroom of his head became the tight, eager bulge of his shaft, 
holding him in my mouth until he didn't taste like anything else but male skin and my own saliva. And with that, he was mine. I'd claimed him doubt I waited until he smiled, a tight grin atop his tight body, then spat him slowly back out with my tongue flattened along the bottom of his shaft, gliding slowly as I leaned back against the banquette with my legs still lewdly spread. On impulse, I nodded beside me. Sit for a sec. Let's get to know each other. I saw his eyes narrow, staring down at me, and I knew what he saw, a skinny slut, all legs and a mop of scarlet hair, my eyes smoldering up at his with my lips still wet from his dick. He nodded, a short jerk of his head. You seem like a lovely girl. Why not? His penis, I could see, had stiffened just a bit from the half-hard elephant trunk that had come swinging toward me, and I felt a tingle of excitement knowing my mouth had done that. I scooted over against the sweaty thigh of one of the bride's other college friends, who I vaguely remembered from a long-ago frat party. He sank that nude body of his right down onto the glittery vinyl beside me, both of us ignoring the guest on his other side, even once she began pawing at his thigh. By that time, I'd already curled a possessive hand around the meat-tasting glory of his dick. I swooped to his ear, letting him feel my breath and smell my hair. I want to ride this thing. I told him bluntly, my words lost in the thump of the music. He returned a slow, confident smirk. Yeah? You like him big? I like him good. I murmured into his ear. And guys with big dicks are usually guys who've learned how to use them. He chuckled, a rumble I could feel in his whole body. Yeah, that's true. If we don't figure out how to be patient, we don't get laid. This thing can hurt. Yes, there's that. I agreed, but then there's also the experience part. Every girl wants to see how well she'll do with a cock like yours. So they throw themselves at you. I licked his earlobe. Sorta like I'm doing now. Yeah? His hand slipped idly underneath my dress, palming my nude ass. You want to see how well you'll do with a cock like mine? No. I whispered back. I already know. Do you? His eyebrows rose. Yep. I laid a string of little kisses along his jaw. His skin tasted good. I'll fuck it like it's never been fucked before. He winked, his cock giving a little spasm in my fingers. Only if I give you a chance. You will. I murmured. Just ask your boss. He told me I could pick. Oh? He changed at once, going from surfer boy to businessman. You were the referral? His eyes glittered as I nodded. Ah, then you're right. I'm Kyle. Tara. I kissed his mouth, lightly, feeling myself dampen. And you're going to rip me in half with this thing. Don't worry, babe. His voice had a husk to it now, a sense of assurance. The hand on my ass crept underneath, toward my pussy. I'll take good care of you. I bet. He had big hands. He had big everything, actually and I shifted abruptly sideways to grind my slit on his casually flexed fingers. He responded at once, experienced as he was, slipping one of those massive fingers straight up into me. We should leave now. I blurted, my body already prickly. His laugh was a low rumble, alongside a brief glance at the woman on his other side. I can't. I'm working, Tara. We're here until midnight. Shit. I wriggled atop his finger my hips grinding automatically. I dipped my hand lower, 
his balls a heavy pair of pendants in my palm. I licked his ear again. I'll let you do whatever you want. I promise, my voice as thick as his cock, well, almost. Nothing was that thick. I'll take you up on that. His hand flexed beneath me, a different finger stroking up along my labia, prodding my clit. I drew a sharp breath, which made his smile grow along with his heart on. After midnight. Do you go down? I trailed my tongue down his neck to his collarbone. The other chick's hand had joined mine on his meat now, but it didn't bother me. I'd be the one bringing this guy home tonight, I reminded myself fiercely. I twisted myself around his hand. Want to eat my dripping cunt, Kyle? He took my cue, pulling his finger out from between my twitchy lips, then lifting it slowly to his mouth. We grinned as he licked me off himself. If you taste this good in a shitty restaurant booth. He nodded. I'd love to find out how much better you taste in bed. My place or yours? The other woman was leaning over his lap now, bobbing dramatically over his erection. No, my erection. I was pleased that he didn't even seem to notice, keeping his attention on me. Good boy. I'd give you my apartment key right now, I swear, if I thought you had a place to put it. He smiled once more, his eyes carving straight through me, then leaned in all casual-like, as if he was just going to make a remark about the weather. Instead, he laid his lips squarely across mine and pried them open, his tongue oozing into my mouth like a fucking lava flow. I loved it sucking greedily at it while the other girl's spit ran down Kyle's dick and onto my hand. I gave his balls one last tweak, knowing he'd taste like me again soon enough. The kiss ended in a last clash of teeth before he swallowed my eyes with his. Give Jerry your address. He'll drop me off at your place later. Then I'll come inside and fuck the shit out of you. He patted my boob. Sound good? I'll try to stay dry in the meantime. I managed wiping him off my lips, but by then he'd whirled away to continue dancing. Later, Ashley told me they'd each made over $500, just in tips. Not that I was thinking about that at 12.47 as he sweated above me in my bed, easing that big log into my shamefully tight pussy, both of us staring down between our naked bodies at where he disappeared into my trembling slit. I was already having trouble believing something so thick had made it anywhere inside me. Ah, fuck. I gasped for the twentieth time, my head lolling back on my pillow in awe that he'd arrived about ten minutes before. The private dance had not been much of a dance. And he'd gotten hard at once, in spite of the load I'd watched him spew all over the bride's expensive bra. Which impressed me at his age. The guy had to be on the bad side of thirty. But then he worked a job that required a reliable hard-on and copious semen. Who knew what kinds of drugs he took to make that happen? Not that I cared about any of that anymore once he got me on my back. He worked it into me steadily, feeling me take him as best I could, and my job was to relax as much as possible. So I planted my saws on my mattress, let my lower body go as slack as I could, and reminded myself how badly I craved that dick, how willingly I was giving it up for him. He knew what he was doing, watching me carefully pushing in until he heard a gasp or saw a wince and then backing patiently back out, that throbbing vein atop his shaft pressing hard against the top of my vag the whole time. And all the while his eyes glittered hard and dark above me, 
digging into my mind just as he dug into my cunt.it was around that time that I decided maybe I should fuck more pros. His coworker Steve had been great too, that time at Megan's wedding shower, doing me from behind like a whore. I'd loved it. He looked down again, calculating, and I could read his mind as he judged how much shaft he had left to stick into me, versus how much he thought I could take, and I saw him nod to himself before he raised those hard eyes back to mine. The rest of his dick inch passed my pussy lips, feeling like a Coke bottle, the dull ache snapping a whip behind my brain while the pleasure built fast in my clit. I heard a whimper tear out of my throat, my feet rising uncontrollably up his granite legs so that I could open wide for him, and in the next instant he gave a contented little sigh. The guy was balls deep in me. We stared like that for a few seconds, breathing each other's air while I got used to him, and soon enough I was able to risk a tentative squeeze of my pussy around him. He replied with a powerful twitch, that thing inside me coming back to life writhing deep like a dragon in a new lair. I loved it, that feeling of fullness I was so seldom able to get, and I let him know by twining my arms tight around his bullthick neck, my legs scrambling to cling to his hips, closer. As close as I could get to him, he settled between my legs, his weight falling onto my naked body, then thrust once, mightily, deeply, far up into my needy snatch. Oh yeah! I crowed, my voice cracking as I felt the lightning bolt sizzle up from my pussy to my chest, then out from there to my fingers and toes. This guy wasn't just fucking my pussy, he was fucking my entire body. And I already knew that when I came, I was going to lose control of every part of me. Fuck me! He didn't need to be told, his hips already churning in a smooth, easy rhythm, not too fast and not too slow, the steady tempo of a masterful fuck. My fingers scrabbled over his skin, seeking whatever flesh I could find, wanting to grasp all parts of him all at once, and all the while he kept plunging far inside me. Gonna come? He taunted me, his voice a low husky growl, and something in that confident face of his made it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Tell me. I gasped, knowing I sounded like a cheap slut. Tell me to come. Come on my cock, he commanded and there was no denying that smug curl of his lip when he released me like that, his face and his cock telling me to let go, and to do it now. I probably screamed. I certainly moaned, a low and very undignified sob of need and want and joy, my mind nearly blanking out. For I'd been right. This full-body fuck had become a full-body orgasm, boiling up from beneath my belly in a tickling wave that swamped me even as cow kept that sturdy sick and smooth motion that I was still buzzing, high on sex, when he picked me up like the puppet he turned me into, flinging me onto my stomach in the puddle I'd made on my own sheets. I stirred, starting to lift myself up onto my knees for him, because when a guy puts you on your belly it's because he wants to take you like his bitch. But instead I felt him swing that marble-sculpted leg over my hips, hands pressing insistently down beside my spine until my spastic body nested itself in the wreck we'd made of my pussy-damp comforter. Down, he rasped, his erection along, hot tube along my butt, all slick with my pussy juice. What? He didn't listen, though, his hand trailing over my ass cheek, then savagely down below the crack, right along my taint, his thumb hooking my slit almost cruelly. Jesus! I wailed. Another little orgasmic thrill stunning my body, but he paid no attention. By then, 
He was pushing his cock sharply downward into the little gap at the top of my thighs, where his hands still chiseled down. You're killing me. I huffed, feeling an unfamiliar friction as he forced his dick between my clamped thighs. Ah, I understood all of a sudden, he's going to do me prone. I'd seen that in pornos, but never dreamed I'd ever want it, let alone do it. But all at once I realized I wanted it, and badly, from this stud whose body held me pinned so firmly down that I couldn't even dream of moving. I rested my head on my pillow, panting. You've got a great ass, he observed, oddly conversational even while he entered me, his thick cock head probing through my sweaty crotch and then up and forward nosing into a vagina still quaking with the fading force of my orgasm. You into spanking? What? There was too much going on, my mind still locked in pleasure as my body tried to make sense of what he was doing, and I wasn't into playing twenty questions. Just put it in. I managed, guttural, kneading that dick back inside me. He laughed. Okay. His groin solid against my butt Kyle drove downward between my thighs, this time only half his cock getting up me. But it seemed to be enough for him, and it was definitely enough for me. His motion now was all slithery, a close, raw undulation on top of me, the drag of his mushroom head against my lips tossing branch after branch onto the fire he'd kindled in my libido, both his hands kneading my ass cheeks like they were made of Play-Doh. God damn, this was raw. Powerful. Passionate. I lay there and let him have me however he wanted, driving in again and again until I felt him speed up and lose that metronome rhythm he'd been drilling me with. I heard a muttered, Fuck! From up above me, his cock barely making it out of me before he started pumping hot, thick come all over my butt then far up my back as he rode himself through it with his shaft and my ass crack like a hot dog in a bun. We were both giggling by then, delirious. Smearing each other's sweaty flesh dot he straddled me for a while after that, trawling his low balls through his puddled semen, making pretty patterns all up and down my spine. He seemed amused when I asked him to take a picture of that, like a child's finger paint masterpiece in a very adult setting, and I saved it on my phone for a long time after that. I gave Kelly a couple days after she got back before I called her to finalize my move. My thumb moved over my phone as I strolled past Harborside Book and Tea, the windows frosted with fake snow that shone with the lights from the tree they'd stuck right up front. I moved down Shore Road through a tunnel of tinsel and holly, my phone trilling in my ear as the call went through. She picked up just before her voicemail did. Yeah? Welcome home. You all fucked out yet? She laughed. You know me. I'm always game. It was a great time. Back to work now, though. When did you want to come over to help me move, Kel? Her paws worried me a bit, but when she sighed it was the kind of sound that said she was just distracted. Not the kind that said she was planning on backing out of my move. Just call Aaron. Figure it all out with him. You have his number? Nope. I've only met him, like, three times. And he's yours anyway. Why would I have his number? so that you can call him about shit like this without bothering me. She snapped, my phone chirping as she sent me his contact info. Just remind him who you are. He's got a shitty memory. Thanks, Kelly. She hung up without a reply, the little bitch. I mean, sure, they were doing me a favor and I was grateful. But that didn't mean she needed to treat me like I was her servant. 
she changed. She clearly thought it was an achievement to land a husband, something that set her apart from the rest of us. She was forgetting that I'd been there and done that, and so had a bunch of the rest of her friends. I'd landed a husband too, and then unlanded him. So had two of her other bridesmaids, though one had since gotten remarried that she'd learn, maybe. Who knew whether she and her devoted, allegedly large cocked Aaron would make it? I called him after sticking him into my contacts, under Kelly's stud Aaron. His voice sounded wary, that mix of suspense and curiosity that people use when they have no clue who's on the other end. This is Aaron Raff. Who's calling? There were two basic ways I could go with this. I could be professional Tara, like I was when I used the phone at work, or I could just be Tara. And Tara could be fun and flirty. So that's what I started with, figuring I could always go back to professional Tara if Aaron proved to be a stick in the mud. Hi. It's Tara Jordan. I was in your wedding. He hesitated. Third one from the left? He guessed that he hadn't really known any of us bridesmaids, other than his own sister. Which was fine, since Kelly hadn't really known the groomsmen. Well, time he met me then. I smiled and let myself off the chain. You're helping me move after Christmas. I'm the only bridesmaid whose tits fit properly in the dress. He paused again, leaving me in a lot of doubt for a few seconds about whether I'd have to get boring all of a sudden, but his answer made my smile turn into a smirk. That doesn't narrow it down. I don't remember any nipples on the altar. I arched an eyebrow. I assure you, there were definitely nipples on the altar. Well, but I think they were covered. Still, I think I remember who you are. It's nice to chat with you. What's on your mind, Tara? Just setting up a time for you to come move my shit out of my apartment. Kelly told you I need your truck for a few hours? I think I remember something about that. Yeah. Well, I need your truck for a few hours. Your arms too, probably. For the lifting and stuff. Good. I could tell he was smiling. Because if it's a hug you're looking for from my arms, I'm off limits. Kelly would kill me. I felt a distant buzz in my pussy, a sort of alarm that tended to go off at unpredictable times. With unpredictable men. Only if she found out. I volley back. Fair enough. He chuckled. I'm off that whole week between Christmas and New Year's, and it's not supposed to snow. Well, I mean, I'm always on call but I don't have to go into the office at all. On call? What are you, some kind of doctor? He laughed this time. Hell no. I'm in real estate. So I know my way around town, which is why Kelly volunteered me to help you move. That and you have a truck. But you're free the whole time? Yep. So I can have you all week? I joined in his laugh. Nah. Kelly's coming over to help too so I guess whatever day works with her schedule. Yeah, she's working that week because she took off for the honeymoon. So I guess you should call her. I did. She told me to call you. And remind you who I was. Said your memory is shitty. For some things, yes. He agreed. But I remember that third bridesmaid. So if that was you, well, then hell yes I remember you. The buzz spread up behind my belly, but it didn't really get any stronger. This was, after all, my best friend's husband. My lying best friend's husband. That made me think about what she'd said about his penis, 
and my mind coughed up a quick segue. I definitely remember you. I blurted, trusting my instincts that he laughed again. I could feel him getting more comfortable on the phone. Well, I was the groom. So I'd hope you would. No, no. I mean I remember you from the lake. A couple months ago? I began to swing my legs off the end of my bed, another sign that I was enjoying the conversation. I'd done that even in high school, talking to boys. I thought again about my vibrator, used recently enough that it still glistened on my bedside table. The lake. Oh. At Ray Peak? Ashley's birthday party? He paused again, and I knew his mind would be going through his mental photo album of the people who'd been there. That was a huge crowd. You were there? I was. I let him wait, then gave him a hint. Crop green tankini. I was the really good water skier. Oh. I was on the grill most of the time. Yes. Too bad, too. I could have taught you to water ski. I was sensing that this should end, the conversation having its own lifespan. That's what had always given me such a reputation for wittiness. I knew when to shake loose and come back later. Look, do me a favor? Figure out a date and time, then call me back? Sure. He yawned. Only I thought you were going to keep me all week. Nah. I grinned into my phone, my brain working fast. It's too cold for water skiing. We'd get bored. There's nothing else you're good at? He seemed in no mood to hang up, which I knew gave me the upper hand. He was a good flirt, though. Nothing you should know about Aaron. I let that smolder for a few seconds then sighed. Listen, I'd love to chat, but I've got shit to do. I'm off. Call me back? Absolutely. Good boy. I thumbed him off from there, because you always leave a man with a little hint of mystery to chew on, then flopped myself back on my BED.IT didn't take me long to reach for the vibe. I'd liked Aaron's energy. It was the kind of thing I could get used to. I reflected as I switched it on and shimmied my panties down. My phone rang the next day, but Kelly's stud was not who came up on the caller ID. No, it was my landlady, reminding me I'd better be out by the end of the month. The cunt had the temerity to start the call with. Merry Christmas! Bitch, she did tell me she'd leave the service door open so that I could load my shit into Aaron's truck from back there. What day will that be, Tara? I don't know. I haven't nailed it down with my friends yet. She paused just long enough for me to read her mind, that dark and loathsome space where people like me were just assholes. I can hardly leave that door unlocked all week. I'll know in the next couple days. I'll call you. The next couple days is Christmas, Tara. Yes, I snapped. And yet? Magically? The phones work over Christmas. So I'll find out, then I'll call you. I hung up without waiting for more. There was nothing more she could possibly say to me that I'd find out whenever Aaron called me back, and she could wait until then. If that didn't leave enough time for her to get her precious service door unlocked, then Aaron could just use his reputed massive cock to pry it open. The thought made me chuckle, at least. He called me the day after Christmas. I could hear Kelly in the background which made the low-grade flirtation all that much more exciting. Hi there, Aaron. How's it, Hanjin? Good. He sounded a bit more subdued, more guarded with his wife in the room. 
How about Thursday? Kel says she can get off for half the day. It usually takes her even longer to get off. I cackled. But that's not the point. He did not laugh, but I told myself he wanted to. Cool. Morning? Afternoon? I'm game for either. Han? Morning or later? I heard Kel's sour reply, and then Erin hopped back into my ear. She says we'll be there at one. Awesome. I stirred, my legs swinging again. So, did you remember me? From the lake? You are, indeed, the third bridesmaid from the left. I got to look at some of the proofs from the photographer. He definitely sounded quieter now. And I was right? My tits fit into the dress? I loved this. I always liked flirting. It was so much better with this guy. I wasn't sure why. He took his sweet time answering, the low mutter of their TV in the background. I mean, yeah, the photos all looked great. He told me, carefully noncommittal. I reminded myself that she was listening to his side of this. There'd be no mention of nipples from him today. But from me? No nipples, though. Sadly. I laughed, hearing nothing from him in return. I was thinking it'd be better if you had some pics of me at the lake. But like you said, you were grilling most of the time. Most of the time, yeah? Kelly was loud in the background. It almost sounded like she was on the phone with someone else at the same time. So. Yeah. No tankiny shots of me. Unless I texted one to you. I perked up at once, loving the naughtiness of that possibility. I hadn't even realized I was baiting the hook, let alone throwing it into the water. Yet there it sat. Bobbing. Ready. Want that? I pressed, listening to my treacherous sense of fun, my legs swinging wildly. Want a picture of me in my little green swimsuit, Aaron? He waited a few seconds before answering. That sounds interesting. My heart thudded, that familiar warmth spreading out once more from my vagina. Yeah. I drawled, my voice low and confident. You do want one. Maybe me bending over or something? Without waiting for his response, I steamrolled on. He'd be thinking of my ass now. The other bridesmaids didn't look as good as me. Nope. He sounded carefully indifferent again but it came out immediately. We all knew you were staring at us. You and all the other groomsmen. Yes, they had been, but why not? We were all young and hot, the bridesmaids' dresses skimpy up top. Of course they'd been looking. Two of them paired off and fucked. Want me to tell you which ones? Or do you want to guess? This was untrue, as far as I knew, but that didn't matter. This wasn't about his friends hooking up with my friends. This was a game now, founded on his new wife's lie. About his penis doubt I wasn't really interested in Aaron. I couldn't be. Was I? I hadn't even known his name before two months ago, and then I'd helped marry him off to my best friend, and now here I was on the phone with him, talking about boobs and sex. And he was going along with it. I cleared my throat. If you guess which ones did it, I'll tell you. The wait took a while this time a few dreadful moments of silence before he spoke once more. Maybe later? Definitely later. I cooed. Without realizing it, I'd started to cream my panties. So. Thursday. In the background, Kelly's voice rang out forgotten, saying something about a sofa. Oh. Yeah. His voice sharpened. 
I could almost see him sit up straighter in his chair. Almost forgot. You need to let me know how big your couch is so that I'll know how to configure my truck bed. Configure? I laughed. What is this rocket science? There's a net I need to strap to the back if the tailgate has to be open. How long's your couch? How long's your dick? I almost blurted it out, but instead I just glanced out my bedroom door at where the couch brooded in the living room. I'd rented the place furnished, but the couch was my own. How the hell should I know? Long enough for me to take a nap on. That doesn't help much, Tara. He laughed. Don't you have a tape measure? No, dickhead, I do not have a tape measure. I laughed back. You'll just have to play it by ear when you get here. Something clouded my mind then, something dark. Secret. Something I wasn't sure about. Or you could come over tomorrow. Or Wednesday. With your big, long tape measure? I giggled. I'll let you take all the measurements you want, Aaron. The pitch hung out there, a fastball waiting to be swung on, though of course there was no way he could ask me any questions about where I lived, or when I'd be home. I suddenly knew with absolute certainty that he'd be coming over to my house, and that he wouldn't be telling Kelly. Which thrilled me far more than it should have, even though his voice was still carefully neutral. That could work. Yeah. I hissed low and eager. That could definitely work. I needed to seal the deal. I'll send you my address. You can come over any time tomorrow. I'll just be sitting around, boxing up my shit. I spoke rapidly, not wanting to let him out of this. If he even wanted to be let out. I'll take a break from packing when you come over. We can sit around and relax. His voice was thicker when it came back. Yeah. That sounds great, Tara. Good. I'll look forward to seeing you, Aaron. My body quaked as I hung up, staring wildly at myself in the mirror, wondering what the fuck I was up to trying to figure out if this was just the usual thing, just Tara being herself, or whether there was more to it. But I didn't know that when I texted him my address, I'd be sending him a lake picture. Nothing too sexy, but definitely something that he'd remember me by. I was still in bed the next morning, shivering under my comforter because the landlady had turned the thermostat way down, when Aaron called to tell me he was on his way. For a puzzled moment I just stared at my clock and tried to remember who he was and why he'd be coming, but then everything clicked. Oh. Yes. You're coming by with a tape measure. And the skills to use it. He chuckled. The map app says I'll be there in ten minutes. I pondered. I slept nude, and my feet were warm enough that I didn't want to get out of bed. So here's the thing, Aaron. I began after clearing my throat. Kelly says you're an awesome husband. Are you an awesome husband? He didn't pause. The awesomest. I raised my eyebrows. I like that. Like awesome enough that you'll swing by Harborside and get me a coffee on the way here. Something hot and sweet? He laughed, a deep and rumbling sound. Only if I get one for myself. And then you pay. That's fair. I frown, wondering how far I should go. I'm still in bed, Aaron. So don't expect me to dress up. It's your house, he pointed out. I'm not going to tell you what to wear. Ah, good. Chivalry was not dead. I debated about telling him I was naked. Is Kel with you? 
Nah. Remember? She's working this week. Oh. I smiled to myself. Good. Good? Yeah. Good. See you soon. At least I wouldn't have to be on my best behavior under Kelly's eye, and if I dressed a bit scantily? She'd never find out. This was a problem, though. I could show off for the charming Aaron, but unfortunately the apartment was freezing. And really, it wasn't like I had any business showing him anything. Although, I reflected, after the lake picture I'd sent, it wasn't like I had a lot of secrets dot on the face of it. The pic was just a woman sitting on the back of a boat, getting ready to slide into a pair of water skis. It had been taken by my friend Jess, who'd managed to catch my four best features in one shot. A thick mop of flaming red hair, my rice murk, a proactive pair of nipples responding to the cold water by trying to puncture the tankiny top, and a pleasant little crease of camel toe down below as I'd flexed my feet to find the ski. I'd sent it off after due consideration about what would happen if Kelly found it on his phone, but it was just barely innocent enough that I could claim I was just trying to refresh his memory. But still, there'd been a lot tamer shots in my album. He'd received it with no reply at all, but that didn't bother me. The man had shown himself to be a flirt. He'd find a way to give some kind of answer. And maybe it wouldn't hurt to give him a reason, I decided as I kicked off my covers. For a fleeting second I thought of just throwing on a bathrobe and sprawling around in nothing else, but no. Too much. So I plucked out a clean, lacy thong and threw it on beneath a pair of low-slung sweatbottoms with an oversized sweatshirt over top. I'd cropped it a little after my ex-husband's dog had tried to eat it, leaving a slice of my belly out in the breeze. I rolled the top of my sweats over once, just because. The collar had ripped out too, long before leaving my shoulder bare. It would be obvious I wasn't wearing a bra that I didn't know why I liked that, but I did. I peered around, yawning in my early morning fog, and decided I didn't really have much cleaning to do. I was moving, and it was two days after Christmas, and he was coming in a few minutes. Why worry about it? So I jabbed my feet into my fluffy slippers and collapsed onto my couch, facing my front door as my internal clock counted down, waiting for Kelly's new hubby. He didn't keep me waiting long, a soft knock on the door telling me my coffee had arrived. It's open! I called out, feeling a flutter in my stomach just behind my belly button. Come on in! The knob turned, the door sticking as it always had in the winter. I watched it shake as my visitor applied his ass or shoulder, the door finally bursting open hard enough to smack against the opposite wall. You're going to break my apartment, dick. Better than spilling the coffee. He slipped in, wearing jeans and a hoodie, his eyes curving down to check the damage he'd caused. Does it matter? You're moving anyway. Hell fuck yes it matters. I want my damage deposit. I wasn't pissed about it, though. The knob had made a million dents in that same wall over the years, and would make a million more once my landlady found another sucker to fill the space. I brushed my frazzled hair back off my forehead and gave him a grin. Come, boy, and bring me my coffee. He strode toward me with a paper cup in each hand, the room already filled with thick cinnamon coffee smells. You're paying, remember? If I ever decide to get off the couch, I'll get you some money. Might even tip you. I flicked a glance down past his hoodie, seeking a bulge in his loose jeans. But I couldn't really see anything. 
My eyes rose back toward his, making strong contact. I feel like this is our first time meeting. Like I'm finally more than just a random friend of Kel's. That's right. His smile warmed the whole room. I'm Aaron. Tara. Merry Christmas. I nodded down at the other end of the couch. Take a load off. Stay a while. Thanks, he grunted, plunking himself down. I watched as he sipped at one of the cups, then the other after a squint. He nodded and held one out. This one's yours. I laughed as I took it. Do you always taste other people's beverages? I forgot which one was yours. I had them at vanilla. Thought you might like it. He settled in, crossing an ankle carelessly over his knee. It's fucking freezing in here. Yes. My landlady is a vile, loathsome bitch. I sipped the coffee, excellent as everything was at Harborside, my lips feeling a complicated little spark knowing they were sucking at the lid right where his own lips had just been. The only warm place is the bed, and I think it would be unwise to invite you in there. Might, he agreed. But sometimes, being wise is boring. He eyed me as I laughed. Why'd you say it was good that Kel didn't come with me? I arched an eyebrow. Why do you ask? He shrugged. Just seemed like kind of a weird response. It's just easier. I sighed. I love Kelly, but if the three of us were here I'd be nervous. Skittish. I don't think I'd just be myself. I cocked my head, the coffee delicious on my tongue, warming me all the way down. I like being myself. Thanks for the drink, dude. Yeah, Kelly doesn't even know I'm here. The coffee was a good choice? He watched me drink. Great. I wasn't sure. Seemed like you were. I purred. I was feeling great, and curled my feet up under my butt. The fact that he was here without Kel knowing was somehow thrilling. You seem like a pretty confident guy, overall. It's all an act. He smiled, but we both knew that wasn't really true. I'm in real estate. It helps. You're sort of a firecracker yourself, Tara. I can be. I nodded. My ex thought I was way too much. He peered at me through stylish glasses. I didn't know you'd been married. Before the other day, you didn't know my name, bud. You can admit it. We smiled. But now you do. Now I do. He raised his coffee. Here's to knowing your name. Here's to being known. We touched the cups together, his eyes crinkling up. So. You want to measure stuff. I'd love to. He reached self-importantly to his belt, which had a shiny Stanley tape measure clipped to it. Ooh. That's a seriously professional-looking tool you've got there. I gave him an open-mouthed grin so that he'd take it the right way. Yeah. This thing was handed down from my grandfather. He made an exaggerated look to the side. Kidding. I just now got it at Home Depot. Cute. I watched as he leaned over and set his cup down, fiddling with the tape measure. It was hard for me to believe he was here with me, as innocuous as it probably was. You could measure all kinds of things with that. Probably. He sat there, staring narrowly at me, both of us unsure what exactly was going to happen next. For me, it was enough just to enjoy the morning in that chilly living room, watching him sip, until I stirred. Smiling when I remembered our last phone call. Did you want to guess? Guess? 
His smile went a bit hollow, head cocking quizzically. Tara, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I let my smile go smug. Which bridesmaids hooked up with which groomsmen at your wedding, Aaron? I watched his eyes crinkle again as he got it. It sounded like a subject that interested you on the phone. My groomsmen, he began shaking his head, are among the most vicious, shallow, misogynistic assholes in history. They're loyal, good friends, but awful people. I never want to think about any of those delicate, pure bridesmaids doing anything with any of them. My lips curled into an ironic smirk now. Delicate. I'd once seen Zoe, the ballerina-sized bridesmaid at the end of the row, take three dicks at once at a frat party, emerging with a broad smile and jizz all over her little body. Yeah, you don't know the half of it. Every one of those girls is a first-class slut. I winked broadly. Except, of course, for your lovely wife. Kelly was a virgin when she married you. We both laughed hard at that one. Oh, it's fine. He shrugged, waving a dismissive hand. I know she's got a past. More like a present. I smiled, passing it off as a joke, but his eyebrows rose. I'm joking, I added quickly. Present? No, no. It's the past. I meant the bachelorette party, just a week ago, where she'd gotten laid by Steve the stripper before going home with Justin the stripper. But Aaron hardly needed to hear that even if she was a fucking liar about his penis size. I winked. The recent past, but still the past. Yeah. He sighed, a little vaguely, but then he was looking speculatively at me. And you? Me? I guffawed. I'm as slutty as they come, sweetie. On impulse, I hooked my ripped collar and pulled it down just a tad. A total whore. I doubt that. No, really. I lowered my voice in mock seriousness. I did one of the strippers at the bachelorette party. So? He matched my tone. Some of my guys did some of our strippers at my bachelor party. It happens. I waited, staring across at him, my hands clasped around the cup. This had rapidly moved out of whatever comfort zone I'd established, but I had no problem establishing a new one. I wondered whether Aaron did. Okay. I said at last. Can I ask you something? Sure. His thumb was playing with the little locking button on the tape measure, but neither of us was thinking about that thing anymore. I cleared my throat. Did you talk to your groomsmen and compare the strippers' bodies to Kelly's? He drew back, eyes slitting. Why would I do that? Because Kelly did. I told him quietly. But if you tell her I told you, I'll gouge your eyes out and make you eat them. He chuckled. Graphic. You've got away with words. I had three older brothers. I spent my formative years hearing them either threaten to kill each other or brag about how many girls they were banging. They weren't shy with their mouths. I held his gaze. I was serious, though some part of me realized that if I told him and he brought it up to Kel, there was no way she'd failed to figure out I'd leaked. Even if he swore I hadn't. So telling him was reckless and there was no good reason to do it, except that I was certain Kelly had lied to me, and I don't like liars. Seriously, dude. I let my smile fade and my eyes go flinty. This is one of those things she'll be really pissed about. So make sure you want to hear it. And then make sure you can commit to keeping your mouth shut. I sat back on my couch and yawned. 
And if you can? If you want me to? I'll tell you. He nodded slowly, rubbing a clean-shaven chin. Okay. Shoot. Fine. I let my smirk return, enjoying the game. I was glad we were still playing, and I was ready to mess with the rules a bit. So her bachelorette party had three strippers. One of them was a personal trainer, Steve. Nice guy. I'd seen him do a private event once before, and he and I hooked up. So when we were planning it, I recommended him and his buddies. They came over, did their show, yada yada. I winked. Kisses happened. Screams were heard. Dancing occurred. Dicks were sucked. The usual shenanigans. I watched him carefully during this next part. And like I said, I went home with one of the strippers. He bawled the shit out of me. Literally? The question surprised and exhilarated me. He was playing my game. No. I don't really do anal. But the next day, I told your sweet, innocent young bride what had happened. And I'm telling you, Aaron, this dude was strapped. He had a fucking cannon down there. Like long and thick and good. Great endurance. Lots of fun. He nodded, his coffee forgotten on the side table. And that's when it happened. I told Kel about that, and she just shrugged and said he was on the small side. I met his eyes and held them. By comparison. He cocked his head once he realized I was waiting for a reply, then frowned. Comparison. She said. I told him with great deliberation. That her loving, attentive husband was even bigger than that stripper. I slid my eyes down to his jeans and let him see me do it dot he stilled, his face going slowly but definitively red. Which I found cute. Wait. Really? She said that? I pursed my lips, feeling mischievous suddenly. We had a secret now, he and I. A real one. I like that. I leaned forward, my voice going gossip low. Yep. She said you were bigger than any of them. Want to know what she really said? He stayed still, and I wanted to tell, so I took that as consent. She said something like take it from me. I've seen both that stripper and Aaron come on my tits. Then she smiled all smug and shit. I winked then nodded. You can see why I was a little shocked. His voice came out with forced nonchalance. Why are you telling me this? I licked my lips. I tell you, Aaron, but I think you'd be a little bit scandalized. He chuckled. Like I'm not already? I shrugged. Just saying. Don't ask questions if you don't want answers, because I don't sugarcoat. Still want to know why I'm telling you? His smile was faint. Yes. Pretty please. With sugar on top. So he could still flirt. Good boy. I sipped at my coffee again, which was starting to taste better and better as the game went further. Well, okay. I'm telling you because, meaning no offense to you, I think she's full of shit. His forehead creased, he sat there while he digested what I had said. I could tell once he'd worked his way through it all, his head shaking slightly. Unbelievable. Oh, totally. This guy was hung. No, he sighed looking sadly over at me. I mean, it's unbelievable you think she was lying. I cocked my head, knowing I was still smirking. Aaron, I began, trying to hold back my excitement. You didn't see this guy. No, but Kel did. And she's seen me. 
So? He shrugged and relaxed back onto the cushions. I love this kind of thing. There's nothing like raw sex talk with a stranger. It's so naughty, and yet so harmless. Well, usually it was harmless. This was my best friend's husband, so maybe not. I mean, has she ever lied to you before? I've known her since first grade, so yes. She's probably told me a thousand lies. I snickered. No, but about something like this. His legs were still crossed, and so far he showed no sign he was getting hard. I thought he probably would, though, soon enough. Guys often do when you talk about their junk. Anyway, that's interesting. Thanks for letting me know. I raised my eyebrows. You're not mad? Why would I be mad? He started messing with the tape measure again. My wife says I'm bigger than a professional stripper. I'm supposed to feel angry about that. He did adjust his jeans as he rose off the couch, though, so he probably was chubbing up a bit. I'm just going to measure. Feel free. I watched him as he crouched and hooked the tape around the back of the couch, checking the side. I just think it'd rub me the wrong way if my ex-husband had started talking to his friends about my genitals a couple days after the wedding, is all. Well, now that you mention it, yeah? That is a little weird. He squatted there and snapped the measure back into the silver housing. But it's not like I'm going to divorce her over it. No. You should divorce her over her snoring. I told him with a grin. I'd shared many hotel rooms with Kelly. He chuckled. You're not lying, Tara. He inched the metal a bit of the way out, and then leaned over, holding it out to me. Here. Make yourself useful and hold this against the corner over at your end. I'm useful. I protested, taking the cold end of the measure. My role is to sit here and be amazing, inspiring you to great efforts. He snorted. Something like that. You haven't even paid me for the coffee. I pressed the tape against the couch leg under me as he scooched backward, stretching it out. But you're doing a fine job there, helping me get the length of the couch. Yeah. I flirted without a pause. I'm good at helping with length. He coughed out a low, even laugh, then glared over at me. Of couches, you perv. Come on. Get that thing done so you can finish your coffee. I'm starting to regret agreeing to this. He muttered tapping the couch measurements into his phone. Bullshit. He'd flirted back. And he was still here. And he didn't really show any signs of leaving. You love me. Now you know why Kelly never used to introduce her boyfriends to me. He rolled his eyes. I know her pretty well. She's as bad as you are. Almost as bad. I corrected, and when he didn't deny it, I struck again. Now you know why I was happy she wasn't coming. I'm at my best without her as a wingman. A wingman! He got back to his feet, dusting off his jeans, then looked down at me. You need a wingman when you're on the lookout for a hookup, Tara. That's not me. No. But old habits die hard. I shrugged. And as you can tell, I enjoy a little bit of banter. I nodded, satisfied, when he sat back down. So do you. I think you like it more than Kelly does. What can I say? He crossed his legs again, but this time he gave his package a subtle yank with his left hand. It was nothing that couldn't have been innocent, a simple adjustment after standing up, but I like to think he was taming an erection in there. 
I've always enjoyed witty conversations with attractive women. It's just that I'm out of practice lately. Nah, I scoffed. You're doing fine. I hadn't missed it, of course, when he'd used the word attractive. And just like that, my vagina woke back up. Such a treacherous little snatch I had. I pressed a little. I wasn't sure I should have sent that picture. The tankiny one. I like that picture, he admitted readily, and my heart gave a little surge. Along with my pussy again. You've got a nice smile. Ah. I leaned in and smacked his upper arm. Out of practice, my ass. I'd asked enough. I didn't need to push further. If he'd seen my smile in that pic by the lake, he'd seen the rest as well. And he'd be thinking about it now, after we'd chatted about his penis. Such fun. I hesitated then probed. I used to be bad with sending pics to guys. I loved it. It's like a long-distance tease. Like foreplay, kind of. He shrugged. I can't say I've ever gotten all that many. He had some catching up to do on his coffee. No? I smirked. You're missing out. It's how I met my ex. Yeah, he sighed. And that certainly seems to have ended up well. I leaned in again for another arm smack. Not the point, asshole. The point is that it netted the man. The ending? Well, that was a different story. I was in no mood to talk to him about my divorce. For this game, it was enough that he knew I was single. He downed the last of his coffee, swirling it in his mouth before he smiled again. Well, I should get going. I need to get outside into the winter air and warm up. I rolled my eyes, but he was looking at my body. You going back to bed? You look like you are. Of course I am. I told you, that's the warmest place here. Come on in there with me if you don't believe me. I winked, but I wasn't serious. And he could tell, leaning up out of the couch so that he could get up. Hold on. Let me pay you. Sure. I knew he was checking out my butt as I strode toward my purse and dug around for my wallet. Don't forget the tip. Just the tip? I laughed back, but I just pulled out a five and passed it over to him. Keep the change, man. Ah, gee. Thanks. He gave a vague smile. I'll call before I come over. To move you. You better bring your wife next time. I need someone to lay around and gossip with while you do all the lifting. He joined in my laugh as I walked him to my door, then turned back. If that's the way this is going to go, I need a much bigger tip. I grinned wide. If Kel isn't lying, you already have a much bigger tip. You're terrible. You have no idea. I called Kyle that night, hoping for a lay, but he was on his way to an event. Holiday thing. Really? I wondered. People hire strippers for Christmas parties? I guess so. His rather distant tone told me we were probably never going to meet again. So I gave myself up to my vibrator while he slapped his splendid cock across the faces of various women, no doubt while making jokes about eggnog. But it wasn't really him I was thinking about as I brought myself off in a blistering orgasm. Nope. Without even realizing it, and certainly without seriously intending it, I was on my way toward pursuing a different man. I spent a skittish Wednesday packing, sorting, and then dumping big trash bags full of shit into the dumpster behind the apartment.
My landlady hadn't told me I could use it, but she could go fuck herself. The rumor was that she was replacing me with one of her cousins or something, so for a moment or two I figured maybe I should just leave all my unwanted crap right there in the apartment. But no doubt I worked steadily and devoured a bowl of ramen around eight o'clock, only to see that a text had arrived from Kelly's stud. I was smiling as I woke up my phone and took a peek, only to find a dry message confirming him, his wife, and his truck for Thursday morning at nine. That'll mean I have to get out of bed, I thumbed back. He took a moment before he wrote back. Presumably, I thought about calling him. I was better vocally than over text, and I was wired. The previous night's vibrator session had done little to take the edge off. Instead, as sometimes happened, it had made me even more restless. I'm bored. The reply came right back. Hi, bored. I'm Aaron. Fuck off. I smiled, though. The joke was shit, but I like a man who doesn't take himself seriously. You should come over and bring me another coffee. I'm not your personal barista. You should be. I tapped back. If I had servants, I'd treat them super well. Lots of perks and stuff. He paused again. Such as, I shook my head, tired of this, and slapped the phone button to dial him up. The tone bit a few times in my ear before an incoming text from him shitcan my call. I frowned as I read his message. Can't. Kel is right here. aw. I grinned to myself. Worried I'll make you say something awkward? He took his time composing a reply. So. Many. Worries.my grin widened. Well, I typed back smugly. If you want to know how well I'd treat you as my personal barista, you'll have to call me. I get bored texting. And then, because I'm a woman of my word, I tossed the phone across the couch and ignored the warbled chimes announcing Aaron's next three incoming texts before. Much to my exhilarated surprise, the phone rang. He'd called me. Yes? Who's calling, please? I trilled, stretching my legs along the cushions. I was in my bathrobe, a blanket spread over my legs. I decided to walk the dog, he said quietly. I could hear cars whirling past on the street beside him, then the soft rustle of his feet through last month's fallen leaves. No, I corrected at once, settling in. You decided to call me. The dog is just your excuse. I loved that. But don't worry. I'll let you have your delusion. I leaned way back, my damp hair spread over the arm of my couch. I just got out of the shower a bit ago. Yeah? More leaves underfoot, a muted crunch. I shower in the mornings. Most people do. I'd rather stay in bed late. I enjoy luxuriating. I pulled up my blanket. The apartment looked like I'd already left, the walls bare and the lights mostly off. The landlady's rented furniture looked alien with all my stuff packed away. She'd already called to cancel the Wi-Fi, so every time I tried to do anything more than make a phone call I kept getting error messages and shit. Which reminded me that I'd have to spend early January updating my address everywhere. God damn her. I love the cocoon the sheets make around my body. Makes me feel safe. My husband was an early riser and I seriously think that might have been one of the reasons we split. Yeah. It's important to be compatible, he said vaguely. He cleared his throat. I figured it out. Figured what out? I had no idea what he was spouting. 
Which groomsman hooked up with which bridesmaid? Oh ho! I sat up, intrigued. I had no idea whether any of them had, but Aaron didn't know that. Guess. Do I get a prize if I guess right? I want a prize. He laughed. Yeah? Do you? I put on a mock sing-song voice. You've captured the alluring Kelly Poftek. Surely, that's the greatest prize of all? His laugh continued. Yeah. No. She's amazing. But I've already got her. So? I was enjoying this again. Name it, Aaron. You brought me coffee. I owe you. You paid me. Pretend I didn't. What do you want? This was just a show, a performance. I knew exactly what he wanted, or at least what I wanted him to want. If I'm going to offer you a prize, it'll have to be something really cool. But probably something you should keep quiet about. Probably. His agreement was low, easy. Fluid. Like we were co-conspirators. Wouldn't want anybody getting the wrong idea. So, I went on smoothly. If you guess right, let's see. The performance continued. Like how quiet do you feel like being about this, buddy? He considered. I can keep a secret. I stirred. Perfect. That was the kind of word that sounded deliciously naughty. All right, then. I think I've got something in mind. What's your guess, Aaron? That guess would be performance, too. Something completely meaningless from him. I'd already decided whatever pairing he came up with would be the right answer. Ashley. And Graham. He said it in a rush, and quietly, making me wonder how far he was from his house. From Kelly. Yeah? It was a safe guess. I didn't know his friend Graham, but I knew Ashley very well. She'd have fucked anything capable of producing a hard-on. Not Colonel Mustard? In the ballroom? With a candlestick? He chuckled. I've seen Graham naked. They wouldn't have needed a candlestick. Oh? My voice rose in delight. Gee, I'm learning all sorts of stuff about the assembled penises of your wedding party. I guess you're all studs. Not all. He paused. So, was I right? I think you know you're right, Aaron. I put a little extra ooze into my voice, letting it drip. Good boy. Excellent work. I licked my lips, pondering. When will you be home? Why? Because it'll take a few minutes to put your prize together, and you might not want to be home when I send it. I let him chew on that for a few seconds. Just walk an extra block. Your dog won't mind. Bye, buddy. I hung up before he could reply, like I usually did, and then debated with myself. There was no real rush. I knew he'd keep walking until I sent him something, and I was pretty sure he was smart enough to realize it was going to be a photo. I could afford to take my time and make it good, but I also knew I dearly wanted to show off. A lot. And I craved his approval. So I didn't want to wait. I went into my photos and whirled through the albums, figuring I'd send him an updated version of the tankini pic I'd already sent. There was an awful lot of risque shit on that phone, but I didn't want to go too crazy. After all, I'm hardly some desperate bitch. A few seconds search brought me to the lake and the many pics of me doing various watery things. I studied the one I'd already sent, memorizing the pose, the facial expression, the wild scarlet mass of my hair. 
I could do that again for him, right here on my couch in my bathrobe, and it would be accurate down to my wet hair. Although I'd need to change where my thigh was, I realized as I looked at the pic, or I'd be flashing him a full-scale pussy shot. I frowned, considering, realizing how awkward I'd look if I had to pretzel myself into a shape that covered my slit, only to realize I could get the same effect by just popping into my bedroom and slipping on a pair of panties. That would do it, I decided, something nice, maybe red? Black? Or, hell, whatever I hadn't packed yet. Then the bathrobe, draped neatly over my chest. Then my smile, calm and serene. For Aaron's viewing pleasure that had worked out I rummaged around in one of the cardboard boxes near the window, mindful that he wasn't going to be staying away from Kelly forever on a night as chilly as this. I needed to hurry, but the first pair of underwear I excavated were all wrong, a simple opaque thong, devastating from behind but nothing special in front. Nope, I muttered to myself, digging further until I came up with one of the white lacy little confections I'd picked up at Secret Whispers in the run-up to Kel's bachelorette. Oh, yes, I gloated, smiling at the thing. You'll do nicely. Without caring about the clear nighttime window right beside me, I leapt to my feet and stepped into the wispy thing, snugging it up over my mound with a sense of self-confidence, for I knew I looked amazing in this thing. Crisp whirls of white lace crept up along finely netted fabric covering only what absolutely needed to be covered and leaving all the rest wide open. If nothing else, he'd know exactly what kind of grooming I did down there. I arranged myself on the couch with my phone propped up on a moldy phone book, its timer set. A few moments looking at the tankini shot, followed by a quick twitch of my bathrobe, and I was ready to go. The flash dazzled me, and I was still blinking away its afterimage as I swept up my phone and assembled a careful caption. Compare it to the other one, Aaron. XOXOXO. I send it off without a second thought, and then slumped back onto the cushions, my fingers tracing idly over where the lace stretched between my labia, humming. The adults are talking. By the strokes, a minute passed in silence, my phone just sitting there. Then another minute. Then the thing chirped, my hand darting off my pussy and out to the phone to see what Kelly's husband had to say about his prize. I picked up and spoke brightly. Yes? Who's this? He let the silence stretch a moment longer than necessary before his confident drawl floated into my ear. See you tomorrow, Tara. I could hear the smile in his voice. Bright and early. I sat around the next morning, drinking coffee at the dining room table with Kelly while Aaron schlepped my shit up and down the stairs. He's so useful. She gushed at one point as he went to gather a pile of boxes. She had insisted he'd do all the work, until the time came to move the couch. Mem. I sipped loudly. Nice to have him around. I felt bad that he was doing so much work, but the grim reality was that I had very little stuff. It all came to about twenty bags and boxes, and I'd already moved about half. Most of the rest would be stuffed into Kel's car, leaving most of Aaron's truck for my couch and my TV. I was leaving a computer desk, but everything else had come with the apartment. I made sure he could hear me for the next part. Too bad you won't let me give him a reward or something. Yeah. I know how you reward people. She glared at me a little narrowly, clearly suspicious of me, but then again she treated me that way since junior high. Especially men. I rolled my eyes. 
Hey! Aaron! I called out. Wanna fuck me? No. He glanced up from the pile of shit in the corner, his eyes giving away nothing. Kel thinks fucking guys is the only thing I can do with them. I sniffed. Little does she know I'm talking about giving you the unopened bottle of Talisker in my liquor cabinet at the new place, as a present. But now she's telling me I can't give you anything at all. I like Talisker. He nodded. Then ask your little wifey Pooh if you can have some. If she agrees, I'll give you whatever you want. I snickered. What's that? Rum? She was busy on her phone already, leaving me and Aaron to trade eye rolls. It's very good scotch, he sighed. You uncultured barbarian. Goddamn Philistine, I agreed. Fuck you both, Kelly replied sweetly, not even looking up. She frowned at her phone. So I'm driving behind? In case the couch slides out? The couch won't slide out, Aaron growled. But then he'll be leading. I nodded over at Aaron. Should I ride along, to make sure he doesn't get lost? The one way on Jefferson Way can be a pain in the ass. I know the streets in this town, damn it. He sighed, but we weren't really listening, she scowled. That might not be the worst idea in the world. Aaron? Want Tara to ride with you? Then I can bring her back here afterward. She scratched at her leg. I have to stop and get gas anyway. I exchanged a glance with Aaron. It was very typical of Kelly that she would appear for an occasion that needed her car, and leave it mostly empty. I couldn't possibly give two shits. Aaron announced, rising with an armful of boxes. You two figure it out. I'll be back up, and then you better help me with the couch. Uh Uh-huh. Kelly was in expensive jeans and a very tasteful blouse under a cardigan. She looked like work was the last thing on her mind. Whatever. I just sat back, hiding a smile. I hadn't really expected her to object to me riding along with Aaron, but these kinds of things were always easier to deal with when she could tell herself she was the one who'd come up with it. Thanks again for the coffee. I wondered whether she could detect the sarcasm, which I'd wasted no effort to hide. I was sure Kelly would contribute not a single thing more to today's adventure than the undersweetened cup of peppermint spice latte she'd brought me. And even that, I figured, had probably been Aaron's money. And the help moving. Hopefully this'll be the last time. Yep. She didn't sound convinced. You stop using your friend's pickup trucks to move around age 30, so you've only got a couple years left before you need to start calling movers. The new apartment? Good spot? It's fine. I glanced around at my empty little piece of home. But this was a good spot, too until my landlady started bitching out. You never know, Kel. You never do. She agreed. She looked like she was going to say something more, but then we heard Aaron's feet on the way back up and it was showtime for us to maneuver the goddamn couch down the goddamn stairs. And I agreed with Kelly. Hopefully, this would be the last time. I was sick of moving. Sighing, I clumped across to the far end of the couch. Aaron would take the downstairs side, me the upstairs. And Kelly would probably just text people. I twisted around in the passenger seat of Aaron's truck, peering out the rear window. You're sure it's not going to go flying out? He didn't conceal his irritation at such a dumb question. I tied it down. And it weighs a couple hundred pounds. 
That couch is staying in my bed. I glanced over at him, my body still all twisted. I could make a pun out of that, but I won't. I nodded back, past the couch. I doubt Kelly back there would like the pun. Kelly's back there. He nodded. Not here. Make your pun. He kept glancing across at me, which wasn't a huge shock. I was in gray tights, my legs all splayed across the seats. Why wouldn't he look? I'm a big boy. I can take it. Oh ho. I grinned over at him and slowly resettled myself in the seat. The truck was a mess, but I didn't care that my feet were crunching through candy wrappers on his floor. That's another pun queued up. Tell me them both. I can use a laugh after moving your shit down those stairs. Wending the truck through the clogged December streets was painful, so I indulged him. Okay. I turned again, restless, my face all smoldery. Just that you're pretty good when it comes to tying things down in your bed. Nice one. He smiled tightly. And true. No shit. I felt that little pussy tingle, by now so familiar around him. The other pun was about that whole I'm a big boy thing. I fell silent then, daring him to glance over at me, and when he did I was staring down into his crotch. Aaron rolled his eyes. Again, with the penis size obsession? What? I scoffed. I wouldn't call it an obsession, Aaron. In fact, I wouldn't even call it a preoccupation. Since I know for a fact that these mysterious tales of penile magnitude are flat-out lies. Daring greatly, I reached out and patted his thigh. Very lightly. Like a kid putting her toe into the water. Not to worry, dear. I'm sure you make up for it in other ways. You still think Kel was lying about me? It wasn't a question. Again, I know she was. For a fact. I pulled my hand back, pleased that he'd done nothing at all to stop me from touching him. Time to lay my cards on the table. Remember, I've seen you in a wet swimsuit. I'd have noticed if you had a huge dong. He passed me a veiled glance. Must not have been looking all that closely. He muttered that I pounced, giggling. Not as closely as you were probably looking at that pic I sent you. That pic? He said, slow and deliberate, his eyes carefully on the road ahead. Quite a pick. I decided to give him an opening, an escape hatch. My fingers stayed warm from the touch of his thigh. Want to talk about that pick? Not particularly. He took a breath and glanced over, smiling. It's enough to look at it. There it was. My grin broadened, my heart lurched, and my pussy dampened. Well, I told him quietly letting a few silent moments stretch between us. I'll take that as a compliment. He seemed to be deciding whether he should answer, and I saw his eyes pick out Kelly's car in the rearview mirror before he did. Good. I'd send you some more. I cooed, now genuinely excited to be with him. But alas, I don't think it'll go anywhere. It'll go into my phone. He chuckled. Not what I meant, Aaron, I replied softly meaningfully, probing him, and then I sat back in the passenger seat and closed my eyes, letting him ponder. Was I offering? I probably was. Hell, I definitely was. But this was my best friend's brand new husband. That was something to think carefully about, even though it's hard to think carefully when your underwear is getting wrecked out I wondered, suddenly, whether he was hard. I could look, I knew, 
but it was more fun to sit there with my eyes closed, letting him sneak peeks at me. Because I knew he was. He drove on a few more blocks before I stirred, missing the banter. Did you want me to? I felt his gaze on me, the truck easing to a stop at a red light. Want you to what? Send you some more pics. I let my eyelids drag open, head lolling over to smile dreamily at him. Since you liked the last one. What's the catch? I struggled not to show my delight, the flirt deepening. It's always nice when a guy seeks a quid pro quo. None at all. I meant it too. No pressure. You want pics? I'm happy to send pics. What you do with them afterwards? I let him see me smirk. That's up to you. Because, after all, you're a big boy. I yawned. Well, according to some anyway. He swallowed as we moved off, nosing among the cars. You're not going to let this go, are you? I don't like liars, I said at once. Even when they're my best friend. You're assuming she's lying. Wet swimsuit, Aaron. Wet swimsuits don't lie. He smiled, mocking me. Maybe I was, like, tucked. I felt my face warm, knowing my cheeks were all flush now. This was such fun. From what your lovely wife told me you're packing. I purred. That shouldn't have been possible. I winked broadly. Besides, why hide it? A penis is nothing to be ashamed of, dude. I did glance down then, and there it was. I mean, of course he was chubbing. What guy wouldn't have been? Flirting in graphic terms about his penis size with a girl who was down to fuck. His mind would be darting all over the place right now. Especially a nice big one. I wondered whether he could hear the note of triumph in my voice. He didn't say anything, his Adam's apple bobbing, but he did manage a smile. Turn left up here. Left? He signaled and began to drift over, but that's when I attacked. Although, I drawled, from the looks of things, you're trending to the right man. He shook his head. You're dangerous. I didn't hide the triumph this time. If you need me to adjust it, just let me know. I'm all about road safety. I laughed, hearing a huskiness in my own throat. And there's no need to tell Kel, obviously. Dangerous, he said again, but he spoke through a faint smile. And yes, obviously. Good boy. I thought about touching his thigh again, but this was fun right now. I enjoyed the fun. A touch would make it serious, a much higher level of flirtation. And he'd be right, that? That would, indeed, be dangerous. But I could, and would, push it anyway, verbally. Because at this point? Why not? But at least now I know which way you were hanging. When you looked at my pick. He hesitated, settling the truck on the new street. Actually, he said quietly, that's not the kind of situation where I'd have used the word hanging. More like, I giggled. Poking? His mouth assumed a prim line. We shouldn't be talking about this. No, I nodded. But we are. Funny how that works. I stared at him with an expectant smile until he rolled his eyes again and sighed. Then yes. Poking. Oh my God. I clapped my hands in delight. Turn right up here at Bishop. So, if I send you more pics, then you'll poke some more. He shrugged. Who can predict what the future holds? You'll poke some more. 
I was telling, not asking. I nodded seriously at him. Especially now, with us talking about it. You'll look at my pick, and then you'll just calmly sit there and start poking, off to the right. I let my eyes grow crafty. And then what? Then? He stifled a yawn and made the turn. Then I wait calmly until it goes away. Yeah? I let my lip curl. You don't just head down the hall and fuck Kelly? He laughed. If Kelly's around, I hardly need to look at a picture of you. I nodded happily. That's the right answer. I hesitated, then reached back over to pat his thigh again. I'd be devastated if I thought my dear friend Kelly wasn't getting properly laid, even if the penis involved doesn't quite live up to the hype. He didn't push my hand off his leg. It lives up to the hype, Tara. Yeah? I challenged, and for an instant I thought of going all in. I could take that hand on his thigh and I could slide it straight on up to his crotch, then squeeze. And if he'd been single? If I hadn't stood up at his wedding just a couple of weeks before? I'd have done just that and had him boning me within minutes in the back seat, probably in the parking lot at my new place. But no. He wasn't single. And I had stood up at his wedding. So he wouldn't bone me. But that didn't mean I had to stop flirting. The stripper Kelly compared you to? That dude lived up to the hype. I patted his leg again before I removed my hand, fingers grazing his jeans. I wonder how you do, stripping. I've got the rhythm of a drunken hippo, he said flatly. I'd suck. Yeah, these guys suck too. Nips and clits. I laughed, then waited until he joined me before I dropped the bomb. You're a good match for Kelly. She sucked too. I stared at him meaningfully until he swung his head my way with a look of harsh control. Yes. She does. I know. I took a deep breath. I saw her at the bachelorette party. I held my stare until he glanced back at the road. You should know, Aaron. And I figured I should tell you, after what you've done for me. I'm moving a couch. He sounded duller now, less excited. Almost tired. That's not a huge deal. You're doing more than that. I cleared my throat. I'll tell you if you want to hear it. No worries if you don't. The apartment is just up here, on the left. He slowed as we approached my block. Is it important? I think it is. But like I said, if you don't want to hear it, I respect that. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. A thick silence filled the cab as he swerved the truck toward the parking garage in my new building. Well, he sniffed. As we've already established, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. What else have I done for you, Tara? I leaned over, my voice hoarse. You've given me something new to think about when I make myself come, Aaron. I wasn't lying either, and the ridge across the top of his right thigh told me he understood that. Something very exciting. I left my hand on his leg. I'm in apartment 24. The parking space is that second one from the end of the row. Yeah. He pulled in gently, easing off the brakes. In front of me was my storage unit, a fenced-in cell already packed with my bike and some bags of clothing I'd drag over on Christmas Eve. I'm starting to think I met my match with you. He peered over her shoulder, out toward the street behind. Looking for Kelly? I felt hot, a prickly clamminess in my pants. It always amazed me how fast these things could go, 
how suddenly a single comment could turn everything from a harmless conversation to, well, foreplay. She'll be here. Eventually. She said she had to get gas on the way over. Leaving us to do the couch. We nodded at each other. She's very clever. Always has been. I shrugged. But she's a liar. I always have to remind myself of that. I smiled, a slowly spreading grin. Bet she didn't tell you that in our squad I'm the slutty one. She did, he sighed. But I didn't really believe her. He glanced sideways at me, obviously not sure whether he should say more. But he decided he would. I thought she was saying it because she was jealous of you. Yeah? I sat up straight, back arched a little, showing him what I had. She's right to be jealous. His smirk was half-hearted. Yeah. You're definitely dangerous. I'll settle down one day. I shrugged. Maybe when I'm thirty. Find a husband, spawn some kids, buy a house. Until then? I'll just keep on flirting. Oh? His eyebrow rose. Is that what we're doing? That's part of it. I made sure to peer down into his lap. I'm also into making guys pokey. He burst out with a rueful laugh. Including your friend's husband. Especially my friend's husband. With the rumored massive penis. It was out in the open now, all of it, a new avenue for a more outrageous set of things to talk about. You do know, of course, that sooner or later it's going to be put up or shut up time. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to have to insist on seeing your dick, Aaron. I said it seriously, like I was delivering a shingles diagnosis. It's just something I'm going to have to ask for. He coughed a laugh. I could tell that he was trying hard to get himself in gear for what he now had to see coming. You can ask all you want, Tara. I nodded. And you won't show me. Because you're a good man. I giggled, still arching for him. But you'll know I want to see it. And I'll like that you know. Dangerous. He muttered again, but he had to adjust himself before he hopped down out of the truck. She'll be here soon. I'm going to get the couch untied. Yeah. I called after him, and once the door closed I smiled to myself. I'll just sit here and be wet. Kel looked at her phone for the third time, frowning. Bitch. I called out from the kitchen. Can't you leave that fucking phone off and be social? I'm checking the time, whore. She lolled on my couch beside her husband, my new apartment stark and empty except that damn couch. Aaron and I had sweated to get it up here, but at least this place had an elevator. Now I was heating up some water to try to make tea from an ancient box of twining side found on the top shelf. This apartment hadn't come furnished, but people always leave some of their shit behind I in this case. Some pots and pans, the tea, a few cups, and an empty cake pedestal. Odd. We're keeping you from what? A Brazilian wax or something? I laughed coarsely. Kelly was famous for maintaining a lush bush. Some of us have to work this week. She grumbled back. We can't all lounge around until New Year's. Speaking of which? You coming over, Tara? For New Year's? Hell yes. I'd been drinking the New Year in with Kelly for years. Should I bring a man? If you want to. Otherwise, I'll have some there. She shrugged. No doubt you'll get laid. Oh, I'm sure I will. I gloated, thinking of Aaron. He sat quietly, 
watching us gab like a man watching a ping-pong match. We're scandalizing your hubby, bitch. No, we're not. He knows women have sex. She tossed her hair back, a smirk threatening at the corner of her mouth. Believe me. He knows. They shared a low marital chuckle, which I chose to shatter. If you're talking about his alleged horse cock, I declared, I'm tired of hearing about it. But I laughed at that, leaving Kelly no choice but to take it as a joke. I'm starting to think I shouldn't have told you about that. She sighed. You have no idea, bitch, I replied in silence. You really shouldn't have. Aaron put in mildly. You know people get nervous around abnormally large things. I kept laughing, more genuinely this time, so at least Kelly was in a good mood as she groaned to her feet. You've wasted enough time boiling my water, Tara. She announced, I have to get back to work. Aaron can drive you back home. My pleasure. He swiveled his head to look at me, carefully neutral. She can buy me some coffee on the way. Fuck off. I snapped. I'm cold. He protested quietly. I recognized this as what it was, a flirt. Direct and unapologetic. Right in front of his own damn wife. The thrill that pulsed my clit when I understood that sent a little shock through me. That's why I'm making you tea, dear. I replied, sweet as honey. But never mind. I'll take good care of you. Hear that, bitch? I lifted my voice, Kelly already ignoring both of us. I'll take care of your man for you. Yeah, you will. She snickered. You fucking well better. Lying cunt. I just smiled back at her as she swayed from my new apartment not without a lingering kiss for her errand, and I think it was the entitlement I heard in that snicker that made me decide all bets were off now. She was my competitor, I decided, and Aaron would have to play along whether he wanted to or not, because I really, really didn't like liars. The door had barely closed behind her before I cleared my throat. Anything else you need, darling? A foot rub, maybe? A brandy? To go with your eventual coffee? He laughed easily. No, thank you. And you don't really have to get me coffee. Nonsense. I turned off the burner, because if Kelly had left, and I thought tea was gross, I certainly wasn't going to keep going through a charade just for Aaron. Who, frankly, wouldn't even be thinking about tea anymore. I walked loudly around the island and out of the kitchen, letting him hear me come to him. I said I'd take care of you, and I will. He went still when my hands landed on his shoulders, confident, my fingers drawing heat off him. Game on. You stink, Aaron. I cooed, beginning to rub his shoulders gently. You worked so hard getting my couch moved in. Want to take a quick shower? He stirred, then let his head fall back onto the couch cushions, looking up at me upside down. You're shitting me. It's a cold day and my heat's not on. I pointed out smoothly and you've been slaving away for me all morning. I could run you a bath? Let you rest your tired, achy muscles? I was rubbing those muscles now, but lightly. Best not to scare him away, even though I knew he wasn't likely to refuse me if I decided to push this. The snicker. Kelly's fucking snicker. That snicker might make me push this that he smiled up at me, but his eyes were busy on my face. Calculating thinking about what was happening here. I'm not sure a bath is a good idea. I could wait on you, hand and foot. I inched forward on my tiptoes, 
and now the top of his head was a bare half-inch from my pussy. I wondered whether he could smell me. And I've got a washer and dryer here. I treat you like a king, Aaron. Kelly said I'd better take care of you, and she's my best friend. I trailed my hands down his upper arms, which he'd left conveniently draped across the back of the couch. I felt the heat off his head now. If I leaned forward, relaxing my legs just a tiny bit, I'd be pressing my mound against his hair. I'm sure I could find a blanket or something while I wash your clothes. I'm sure you could. His voice had a pleasant thickness to it now. While I lounge here like a Roman senator. Or, if I can't find anything? I smiled wickedly down at him, my hands in constant motion. It didn't matter whether I actually did anything for his muscles. The touch, the contact, was what mattered. You can just sit here naked. He barked a quick laugh. Then you'd see that Kel's not lying. I sure would. I gloated. My fingers gripped him, digging. Making me a part of him. I took a deep breath. Is this the part where I asked to see your dick, big boy? He stilled once again, body tense under my hands. Only if this is the part where I tell you how crazy that is. Crazy's my middle name. I laughed. Such fun. Honestly? He was relaxing once more, slowly, like a tense spring. His eyes were in motion once more. You might be right. She might have been exaggerating, in a way. My heart thumped. In what way, dear? I brought my hands back toward his neck, running them lightly along the sides. You can tell me. I'll keep your secret. If you're hung like a light switch, I won't tell a soul. I'll say you're huge. He shook a bit, laughing quietly. It's just that it's more impressive when it's you know hard. Oh. Well, that's hardly news. I sighed. Every dick looks better when it's hard. No, it's not that. He steadied his gaze now, boring into my gaze. It's just that I wouldn't want to show you anything unless it was at its best. You know, so that you could get a fair look at it. Why, Aaron Raff? I scolded, my lips curved high. Are you asking me to get you hard? I smacked the side of his face, and not all that gently. Naughty. Just, you know. He lifted his hand off the couch, smiling now, and I saw his phone in it. I bet if I looked at your pick, that might work. Yes. And then I wouldn't really be getting you hard? We smiled. Because I'd just be standing here, innocently rubbing you. While you looked at my pick. I was soaked. I told you I'd send you another one. All you have to do is ask. He hesitated one last moment before he stepped off the cliff. I think I might want another one. I think you might. I nodded, my face scarlet. Well then. Hold on. I trailed my fingers along his neck then through his hair, before I whirled off toward the kitchen counter. I'd left my phone there, but I scooped it quickly up and pranced over to join him on my couch. I've got a bunch, like I told you. Want me to go through them for you? Or should I just pick one? I trust you. That's a mistake. My glance lingered at his crotch, where his pants were wrinkled. He'd taken advantage of me picking up my phone to adjust himself. Awesome. Let's see. I woke up my photo folder, scrolling swiftly. A pic to let you get that package of yours to its most impressive level. I winked across at him. I think I've got something that'll work. And I did, 
several somethings, in fact. Reckless, I looked through the thumbnails on my phone, drinking in the lake of flesh there, pics of me in every state of dress and undress, wet and dry. Shower pics. Shots of dicks in my pussy. My asshole, gaping for the world to see. My nipples in every possible state, dark and hard with lust, or smoother. Pinker. Suckable. You ready, big boy? Sure. He was acting nonchalant, but I could tell he was as jazzed as I was. I thought I could smell his lust. I hoped he could smell mine. Do your worst, Tara. I winked at him, then hit send with a decisive tap of my thumb, no more hesitation. Total confidence. And then I sat back, legs crossed, watching him through half-lidded eyes as his phone chimed. I hadn't even considered sending my raunchiest stuff. A lady has to keep some secrets. But what I did text him was more than daring enough. A shot of myself standing against the door jamb of my closet at the old apartment, completely naked but for a set of thigh highs and a challenging smirk. I watched him closely as his eyes riveted themselves to his phone screen, then flickered up and down. Up and down, again, like a metronome. A third time, widening a little, greedy. I'd looked great that day, my body all toned. Firm. I'd had a nice tan, too, and I'd been just about to fuck the guy taking the photo about that's why I like that picture. I thought I could feel my own sexuality coming through the pixels that I cleared my throat. Well? He raised his eyes to mine. This is amazing. The photographer was talented. I glowed inside. It's not the photographer I'm talking about. He licked his lips unconsciously, the phone still shining up into his face. It's amazing. I'm looking at you, like, nude, and yet you're right here. Clothed. Well? I faked a yawn. You asked for a pick to get you hard? I'm just following orders. I raised my foot up onto the couch, nudging his. Taking care of you. It's just weird. He murmured. His eyes dug past my clothes. Now I know what's under there. You're welcome. I preened. I stared at his crotch. Is it working? He breathed along, ragged and hale. I mean, you're gorgeous. He took in the pick again. You could, like, duplicate it in your new closet? I let my eyes go wide, though, like. I'm not stripping for you. He smiled a little greedily. You're the one that said she wanted to see me. Hard. He gave an elaborate shrug. Do you really? Or were you just talking a big game? Shit. My mouth fell open. Is this a challenge, Aaron? You'll show me yours if I show you mine? I giggled. What's next, spin the bottle? Seven minutes in heaven? He laughed. You wouldn't last three. I promise, but I was drenched, and I sensed he was hard as hell. Now. Now was the time, and I reminded myself that his dumbass wife never should have snickered at me. Fucking lying whore. Show me your cock. I demanded, the word rolling crudely from my horse throat that he was looking wild, too, a flush at his cheekbones. You sure, Tara? Quit stalling. Let's settle this. I rasped. Get your fucking pants down. He was nodding while I said it, a strange smile creasing his face, but I didn't care about his face. His hands were already working at his fly as he planted his feet and surged up from the couch, 
standing right in front of me on my new tacky vinyl flooring so that I could take it all in as he exposed himself. My head buzzed sharply, everything else about the cold, drafty room forgotten, silent but for the sharp clean sound of his zipper heading downward, and when I did look up, into the wildness of his face, it was like looking into a mirror, even as he pushed his jeans and underwear down off his waist, even as I saw the forgotten denim showing a dark, coiled pubic patch, then a strong thick root, even then, I wasn't necessarily thinking I'd fuck him. But here was a new man, married to my best friend, showing me his erection just because I wanted him to, and that was enough to send most of my blood to my clit, and the rest to form a spreading flush from my chest to my forehead, my smile spreading across a flaming face. His pants fell down, the penis behind them thick and pale, straining against the elastic of his boxers until, with virile strength, it popped straight out in front of him, pointing straight at me. I know I gasped, not even noticing that he pulled his shirt up to show me more, so obsessed was I with the fleshy stalk he was showing me. I had to clear my throat to get a grunted syllable out. Whoa. He let a pause grow as both of us stared at his erection, watching it quiver in the chilly apartment. Is that a compliment? His voice rose, loud and proud, clearly pleased at whatever reaction I was giving him. It's a well. I had no idea what to say, my broad grin probably telling him everything he needed to know. He was definitely longer than average, thick and weighty his veins and ridges squiggling away from me under his moist velvet flesh above a pair of tempting, healthy balls. I love it, I admitted, gushing into my underwear. I had to clear my throat again, my libido turning me all husky. And you say I'm dangerous. He was preening now, whatever edginess he was feeling sunk deep under a swelling veneer of male ego. Every guy loves it when a woman likes his dick and I knew this man had to have gotten a lot of that kind of attention over the years. You are dangerous, he nodded. And this? The two of us like this? This takes the danger to a whole new level, don't it? Not as dangerous as it's going to get. I muttered, for my brain was rapidly making decisions I was going to like. And I'd make sure he liked them too. I raised my eyes off his cock and up to his face. Hey, want to see mine? He smirked, confident now. See your what? If you've got a dick down there, I admit I'll be pretty fucking surprised. Don't be a shithead. He hadn't said no. He'd flirted, so that was a yes, and not that it mattered anyway. I was going to get bottomless for him, here and now, gushing all over my couch, and nothing was going to stop that. I was already picking at my drawstring dragging my leggings down over my hips, my thighs, making sure my underwear went along for the ride. It had been a long time since I'd so badly wanted to show off for a man, and my brain lit up as Aaron's eyes slid down to where I was peeling my wet thong off my swollen slit. Feast your eyes, big boy. I gloated, savoring his wide eyes, his dropped jaw. His ready cock.myug sailed across the room, left toes clawing my tights over my right foot so that I could spread for him and then all of a sudden there I was, on display, showing him my whole world as he was showing me his. I knew I'd need to clear my throat for a third time if I wanted to say anything else, so I just kept my mouth shut and let my body do the talking. He stared, greedy, as my fingers brushed slowly along the slick corrugations of my pussy. He nodded. They're feasting, Tara. He sounded high-pitched, 
almost strangled, his lust as obvious in his throat as it was in the glitter of precum at the tip of that darkened penis of his dot I choked out a reply. Good. Fuck, this was sexy. Aaron was a good-looking man with a tasty dick, but I knew that was only part of this. I'd have been firecracker-ready anyhow, just because of the situation. The bleak winter apartment. The long, eager flirtation. The smell of Kelly's hair still on the air. My lip curled cruelly. So, are we doing this, dude? I was more than ready, and so was he, so my brain had done the math rapidly. His eyes narrowed for the first time since I'd stripped. Doing what? Well, I sang, my fingers never stopping over my snatch. I'm going to come. I'd love it if you'll join me. He swallowed. Fuck. I mean, I know you're going to think of me next time you're hard. And I'm going to think of you next time I'm wet. I'll be seeing that dick when I rub this little clitty of mine, Aaron. Reckless, I gave myself a good hard smack, my vagina scarlet by then. You'll be remembering this view next time you come. I know it. So? I was almost snarling now, on the verge of plunging my fingers straight inside me. Why don't we just go for it? He had taken hold of his meat, wrapping his fingers around its trembling length, but he still just stood there. I can think of one very good reason. He managed, glancing over his shoulder at the door his wife had passed out of not five minutes before. Kelly. I nodded. Yeah. But we've ignored that reason up to now. Why stop? I stared hard at him then, hearing a low moan make its way out of my mouth as I stuck three fingers right up inside myself while he watched. Let's keep on ignoring that reason. Hmm? We both heard a low, lewd squelching noise, my pussy a soup bowl now. My couch, I realized distantly, would never be the same. Come with me, big boy. Jesus. It was a low, side curse, the sound of Aaron surrendering to himself, to me, that hand on his dick starting to stroke with firm, even rhythm. I watched, grinning, as his thumb snaked out to gather up that pearly little drop of precum, spreading it around, and I'd never felt so thirsty in my life that I watched with interest as Aaron masturbated. There's something special about a man getting himself off, giving himself what he knew he needed. It's the kind of thing a woman could learn from, I'd found, so that later, if I ever got the chance to replace his hand with my mouth, I'd know what he liked. He focused on the thickest part of his dick, just down beneath the head, squeezing hard while his other hand crept underneath himself to grasp his nuts. I moaned again, my fingers rigid like his dick plunging in and out of me as my other hand shot up underneath my sweatshirt, flicking crazily at my nipples that we locked eyes once, at the beginning, both of us showing that startled look you sometimes see in an unexpected fuckpartner. At least, I assumed both of us looked like that. He sure did, and I definitely felt that way, excited, reckless, totally given over to the throb of my clit, and then my eyes snapped back down to his cock. That cock that Kelly had bragged about, her delusion that he had an elephant trunk dick, he didn't. But it was big enough, and thick enough, and sexy enough to take my breath and juice my cunt and leave me squirming on the couch with my leggings trailing off my left leg, my hand jamming itself into my slit as my head nodded desperately at him. Come with me, I gasped, low and urgent. Tell me when. I knew it could happen any time, in a heartbeat, with just one touch on my hyperactive clit. 
For his part, Aaron was jerking himself furiously, his eyes riveted to where the muscles of my inner thighs strained, pointing the way straight into my engorged pussy. I knew what he was seeing, taut legs and smooth skin, sweat and froth and the crimson wisp of the pubes I liked to leave down there, trimmed but suggestive, pointing the way to where I wanted him to go. His balls swayed in his palm, his other hand choking hard at the underside of his shaft, just below the sweet, tempting sweep of his cockhead. He croaked out an answer, quick and biting. Whenever you want, Tara. I want it now. I demanded, my voice cracking at the end, and I was staring at the slit in the head of his dick as I pressed my thumb deliberately against my clit and pushed my fingers as far inside as they could go. I squealed, my hips humping desperately downward against my hand while he sped up, his fist a blur across his long, eager cock, thighs tensing where he stood. Fuck. Now. He nodded like a robot, concentrating on me while he milked his tip, and when he at last let out his pent-up breath I knew it was coming, his orgasm and mine, washing over us in desperate waves. I felt it, as I usually did, like a tingling numbness all through my body linked to a wonderful sense of timelessness and dissociation in my mind, like I was watching myself writhe in wild rapture. But this time I was watching Aaron too, his whole body tense, both of us groaning low as he pulled his load from those powerful balls of his, and I stared the whole time. Thirsty. The first spurt emerged startled, a milky chain of pearls hanging in the air, and they seemed to fall in slow motion toward the floor. They still hadn't hit before the second rope flew out, much stronger than the first, a solid milky arc flying proudly through my living room in a splendid silky curve, the thick semen making a hollow splat as it struck my floor. But by then he was spewing his third blast, then his fourth, his hand erratic now as he hosed himself all over the room, all over me, some of his wayward droplets landing carelessly on my clenched foot where it dug itself into the couch that I loved it dot he stroked himself through it, eyes closed and mouth in a wide, soundless o his dick emptying itself all over the place. I was busy in a puddle of my own, my climax buffeting me as his overwhelmed him, both of us lost and eager, and so, so gloriously spent. My feeling returned slowly, painfully, the numbness chased away by my panting breaths as I finally pulled my sodden fingers out of my vagina and licked them absently clean. When I looked up, Aaron was watching me do it with a dreamy smile. I winked, matching the smile, sharing the euphoria. See? I sighed, my breathing at last calming down. Now we're friends, Aaron. Fuck. He groped behind him with a hand clammy from his scrotum, finding the edge of the couch and collapsing there with his slick cock still a tower rising from his pubes. That was, well. He met my eyes. Wild. Totally. I wanted to be held now, naked and close, but not by him. I didn't feel that way about him yet. Just friends. Passing the time. Like heading outside the restaurant and sharing a cigarette. He laughed, his fingers pinching his root. This ain't a cigarette, Tara. He smiled, waving his dick around. His cum frosted the head, and I longed to lean over and lick it up. But again, I didn't know him well enough, yet. No, I guffawed. That thing's more like a cigar. That's not what I meant. He still held his penis, fingers tapping meditatively along the shaft, but his face had grown more serious. Mutual masturbation with a new friend is not the same thing as sharing a cigarette with a new friend.
I leaned my head back, enjoying the feeling. Lassitude. Heated joy, like I was melting into my couch. No, I agreed. It's better. Aaron cocked his head, frowning, looking at my soupy snatch. You don't think this is a big deal? I giggled. Is it? I loved sprawling out like this, heedless of my nakedness. Getting to know him. I think we had fun and got happy. Other than that? I shrugged. This doesn't mean much. We're not boyfriend slash girlfriend. We're not in love. We're just enjoying our time together, like friends do. On impulse, I scooped a healthy wad of my pussy juice out of my reddened slit and held it out to him. Want any? He shook his head, smiling, and I rolled my eyes. Dude, if you don't want to taste my pussy, trust me, our friendship will never be all it can be. I sucked my fingers again, then reached down my bare leg and swept his cum off my skin. I licked that off too, tasting salt and starch. See? I'll taste yours, you taste mine. He shook his head, incredulous. You're saying we can't be real friends unless I eat you out? Why not? This was still flirting to me. Still exciting. And now a lot more fun. A lot of my guy friends go down, and they usually find me very happy when they do. I grinned, my body still smoldering. I wanted more. I wondered vaguely whether he'd fuck me now, and I didn't think I'd stop him if he wanted to. I gave him a playful wink. You want your friend to be happy, don't you, big boy? His cock had lost some of its fire now, but it still lay thick and brutal in a gentle curve on his thigh. I wondered what it tasted like. Yeah, he confessed, his voice quiet but calm. My clit throbbed once more, almost impossibly. Maybe there was more fun to be had here. Well, I took my hand off my body and sat there, open, ready. I'm not going to say no if you want to taste the good stuff. I taunted. A dark corner of my mind opened up. I know Kelly isn't into it. This was true. We talked about it often. She'd had an ex in high school who'd made her self-conscious about her taste. So? Live a little. I'm game if you are. He raised his eyebrows at my mention of Kelly. Dangerous. He muttered again. You have no idea. I challenged. I was nothing but long, muscular legs funneling into a vibrant, wet pussy, and I knew I was probably irresistible. Come on. My voice had gone husky once again. Or? It's getting cold. If you're not going to eat me out, let me know so I can get dressed. Fuck. He sighed a rueful whisper, but I giggled as I realized he'd made up his mind. In one convulsive movement, he ripped his shirt off and sent it flying against my window. Good. He didn't want his clothes to smell like my pussy. He waited on the couch a moment more, his body a bare sweep of skin from his head to where his jeans and boxers still lay crumpled above his ankles, and I had a moment to admire how sexy he was with that sturdy dick sprouting out of his body before he rose off the couch, shuffled down toward me, and sank to his knees amid his cum on the floor. We made eye contact again, appraising and a little calculating. Both of us aware this had spiraled way out of control despite my claim that all this meant nothing. Then his hands were curling around my thighs and he was diving toward the pussy I was giving him so freely, and then suddenly his tongue was reaching for my scarlet slit, and it was on dot I've been devoured by some of the best, 
and Aaron Raff wasn't that. But he was willing, and excited, and we were being naughty and doing things we most definitely shouldn't have been doing, and so I felt a spark the moment his lips met my flesh, his cheeks hollowed as he sucked on me. Oh, I sighed, eyes fluttering, his beard already scratching at my skin. I'd be red down there for days, I reflected, days in which I'd remember Kelly's man nibbling on my clit, so I clamped my thighs around his head and welcomed the scratches, holding him fiercely to me as he pushed his tongue into the soupy mess I'd made of my hole. Yes. I clamped my ankles behind his head, shoved my hand back up under my bra, and settled in to ride his face. Good boy. I gushed, both literally and figuratively, enjoying his effort as I sent my other hand lazily around the back of his head, pulling him to me. I fed myself to him willingly, unashamed, letting him explore my taste and smell. His hands roved constantly, off my thighs to my hips, then around to my ass, then underneath, along my taint to the bottom of my slit. And his mouth followed his fingers, licking wherever he could reach. I didn't mind. He could have it all, I'd long since decided, so I abandoned myself to him and waited to let him do his thing. That feels so good, honey. I purred out I'd let him stay down there as long as he wanted but I knew already I wasn't going to get off again. That wasn't the point. The point was us, the evolution of whatever it was we were doing, and whatever it was we were going to do. I had no clue what the future held. But then, I'd been just as clueless when I'd ushered Kelly out and turned off the stove, and look at us now. So I let him play, using my body, getting whatever he wanted out of it because he'd already given me one of the most powerful orgasms I'd had lately. At last he moved, freeing himself from my legs, surprising me with soft, chained kisses up through the wispy pubes I'd left. What are you doing? I asked, smiling softly. Kissing, he said, as if it was the most natural thing in the world. I chuckled at him, running a finger through his harsh beard. I don't think I made you come. He sounded troubled about that even embarrassed. Definitely awkward. Poor guy. You didn't. I nodded. But look at my face. Do I look unhappy? He didn't need to answer. Well then. It's been a good day, Aaron. Don't worry. I glanced down at his nude body as he rose off me and rocked back on his haunches, stretching. Want me to give you a blowjob? I was completely serious, and his dick was hard as a rock again but he seemed to think I was joking. You're kidding. Nope. I stretched my arms across the back of the couch. I'd love to. I should get back. I didn't know him well enough to judge whether he was pissed, or nervous, or what. I've got a conference call at four. Then let's get you home. I nodded happily, stretching cat-like. But not until you scrub my pussy off your chin, kiddo. He laughed at that. I'll definitely get you a friendly coffee before you drop me at the other apartment. I added. I don't really need a coffee. He protested. Would it help if I tried to say no to you? I winked, plucking idly at my clit. Has it so far? He was still shaking his head as he went off to the bathroom. I was looking to unwind at Kelly's New Year's Eve party. The past four days spent furiously assembling Ikea shit in the living room of my new place amidst smiling glances at the patch of floor where I'd cleaned up Aaron's spudge. I didn't bring a date to the party, 
mostly because I'd been in their place and knew there'd be zero extra space. The rafts did not exactly live in a mansion. Besides, I figured that I could probably hook up with some man once I got there. I usually did. The problem I didn't foresee was that I would know almost everyone there, and that there'd be several men I'd already sampled before. Hi, Jeff. What's up, Amir? How's it hanging, Greg? The evening was a succession of that sort of banal verbal spew, accompanied by a smile. Even though I hadn't liked Jeff, Amir never had been able to keep it up, and I knew perfectly well how Greg was hanging, on the small side. He'd been enthusiastic, though, but not enthusiastic enough to make me want to slip out of the party with him. Among other things, I'd found out he'd once fucked Kelly in the butt, and I didn't need to be thinking about that as he was boning me. Sorry, Greg. It was nice knowing you doubt I'd not seen my new BFF Aaron since he dropped me off the other day, after he'd taken that abortive but ultimately fun trip down to my crotch, and it took hours at the party before I could sidle up to him at his dining room table, taking advantage of five guests leaving to give me enough privacy to tell him hello. Nice party, dude. I smiled, giving him a warm hug. How are you? It's fun, isn't it? He smelled like gin but didn't act like he'd had too much. And who cared what he drank? This was his place. If he wanted to get as plastered as Kelly already was, who was I to say anything? Even though I was sober these days, I'm not the kind of woman who gets all sanctimonious about other people's drinking. Having a good time? Oh, yeah? We both watched as Kel stumbled into Ashley across the room, the two of them laughing uproariously. It's a good crew. Yeah. He glanced at the TV, where the Times Square ball trembled atop its tower. Won't be long now before people head out. Yeah? I hitched my butt up onto the table and brushed my auburn hair back over my ear. Looking forward to some alone time? I winked. Gonna bang your woman with that big dick of yours? But I grinned as I said it, poking fun. Just flirting. Nothing serious, I told myself and I thought he probably saw it the same way Dot he smiled though, and nodded across at Kel. Would you want to fuck that? We watched her carouse, swirling around the room in a booze-stained dress. She's sloppy. I'm sorry. I patted his shoulder. You can just jerk off instead then. He smiled and said something then, but I wasn't really listening. I had little sympathy these days for what people let alcohol do to them, nor the people they loved. I'd worked too hard to banish that crap out of my own life. I was still pondering my friend and her shit judgment when I stirred once I realized what her husband had said. Wait. What? I said. He repeated, smirking when I looked back over at him. You'd mentioned a blowjob? My thoughts raced, weighing his smile, his effect, her impairment. My pussy, always ready to get moist. My own sense of excitement. Was there something here? That was the other day, big boy. I cooed under the noise of Kelly's shitty Aerosmith on the stereo. Something tells me that kneeling down and giving you a blowy on your dining room floor during the countdown before New Year would probably end the party on a pretty sour note. Probably. He relaxed against me, and until then I hadn't even realized he'd been tense. On the TV in the other room the frenzy was growing, a pulsing wall of noise rising every second as the countdown fell. Almost time. Almost. My phone said 11 minutes and 59.22 seconds. 
You going to give her a New Year's kiss at least? If she gets herself over here. He replied evenly. But it wasn't to be. The last seconds ticked down. Kelly draped herself over Ashley. And when the ball dropped in New York City she shoved her drunken tongue into Ashley's drunken mouth. The room packed with others doing the same thing. There goes that option. You seem all broken up about it. I chuckled. Come on. Lean on down. I'll be nice. I curled a hand around his head, remembering the other day when I'd done the same thing as he'd lapped my cunt and pulled him down for a chase brush of my lips over his scruffy cheek. Fuck that shit. Startled, I glanced over at where Kelly was wagging her finger at us. Go ahead and kiss him, Tara. I'll get him later. The throng by the TV laughed. Aaron turned his face toward mine, and we raised our eyebrows. Should we give the people what they want? He asked. Why not? I was smiling as my lips met his, both of us melting against each other to the whoops and cheers of the people in the living room. I didn't waste time, worming my tongue past his teeth and into his mouth as my hand gave his ass a theatrical grope. When he and I parted in a string of saliva, I glanced over to see Kelly delirious with happiness, a broad grin splitting her face, just before she crumpled to the ground, passing completely the fuck out. The crowd stilled, and into the silence, his mouth close to mine, Aaron sighed. Great party. Aaron got the last of the guests out the door, while I held Kelly's hair tightly in my hands, the poor woman paying her tribute to the porcelain king in a noisy and ultimately successful attempt to come face to face with her dinner once more. I think I need to go to bed, she blurted after it was all over. I think you do, I told her softly and that's why her husband found me tucking Kelly into their over-blanketed queen bed a few minutes later. We stood a while, looking down on her. Poor little bitch. Yeah. He sniffed. She never really remembers what goes down when she drinks too much. Oh, don't I know it. I had more memories than I needed of Kelly doing things at parties while drunk. I was the slutty one in our friend group, but she took second place. I glanced over to see him looking at me like my boss looked at me when I showed up late. What? Your verb tense sucks. He pointed out. Was the slutty one in our friend group implies that that's in the past. Oh. I giggled. Well. Yeah. I guess you have a point. I nodded toward the living room. Let's go. We can leave her to get some sleep. Go where? He followed me down into the living room. Ben frowned as I climbed up onto their couch. You're not going home? I can. I waited then in the flickery light from the TV, the rest of their condo mostly dark and silent. Or. His eyebrows rose. Or. I smiled slowly. Someone said something about a blowjob a little bit ago. He rolled his eyes. And then someone else pointed out it was a bad idea. She was right. Was she? I crossed my legs on the coffee table. I was in tights and a nice sweater against the December chill, which had now become the January chill. I think she's not the most reliable person around, honestly. She often shows questionable judgment. Yeah? He hesitated another couple of moments, then came around to sit heavily down opposite me. She definitely tends to underestimate penis size. I chuckled, throaty now, glad he was playing along. I let my eyes roam down his shirt, a nice Ben Sherman. 
Are you hard, Aaron? I whispered it with a theatrical glance toward the stairs leading up to the bedroom. To Kelly. I bet you are. I bet I'm not underestimating that. His eyes glittered in the glow of the streetlights through their windows. Nope. You're not underestimating that. Good. I bet it can't be comfortable in those khakis. His laugh was low, even feral. Again, a safe bet. I sat up, then leaned toward him with my legs gathered beneath me. You should take your clothes off and get comfy. It's your house, after all. He shook his head slowly. And you're going to, what, just make yourself at home? Maybe stay a while? My laugh was soft. Low. What are you afraid of, big boy? I already knew where this was going. I think I'd known it from the moment I'd arrived, certainly from the time of the midnight kiss we'd shared. So I gathered my arms under my tits, took hold of my sweater, and hoisted it straight up and over my head, tossing it onto the floor like the forgotten rag it was now. I'd picked a decent set of underwear, mostly because I wasn't sure I wouldn't go home with someone, and I arched my back a little to show him how hot I looked in Secret Whisper's nicest red lace. Come on. Live a little. Take your shirt off so I don't feel underdressed. Dangerous, he sighed, but his fingers were already working at his shirt buttons, so I took that as permission to unfold my legs and stand up before him, a reverse of how he'd looked down at me, on my own couch. I waited a beat then pushed my tights casually down. You match. I do. The thong was a scandal, and it pulled at my pubes a bit, but I knew it made my ass look amazing. Show me yours. Yeah. That's how this all got started, wasn't it? The low light shone off his chest as he got to work on his pants. No. I knelt gracefully at his feet, making my offer. It started long before that. I didn't say more, just watched as he hiked his butt off the couch and shucked his khakis. His boxers had polka dots on them. Nice pattern. Whatever. He was tented ridiculously the solid pole of his cock seeking its way out through the opening in the front of his boxers. But he didn't waste time with the button there. His boxers slid down his thighs along with his khakis, leaving that big happy dick of his straining upward yet again. You, uh, don't seem to have any problem making me hard. I like that, I purred, bending down to untie his shoes. I'm full service when it comes to making my friends happy. So I pulled off his Doc Martens and then leaned back up while he slipped his clothes off, resting my hands on his bare knees. I felt sexy, like a goddess. I knew I could please him, and in that moment that was all I wanted to do, and his eyes told me he felt the same way. Now you're not the one who's underdressed, he said, his voice hushed and thick. He was right, too, sitting there in nothing but his socks, his penis jutting high above his thighs. He really was big. I was starting to understand that Kelly wasn't the lying whore I'd thought she might be, but I'd be damned if I'd admit it. You're right. I sounded low, serious, almost grave. You complaining? You don't like how I look? I think it's obvious I like how you look. He snapped. He'd settled back into his cushions, arms up along the back of his couch like he'd once put them up on the back of mine. I think so, too. I patted his thighs. Spread your legs, honey. I'm in the mood to lick your balls. I said it in a low, hissing rasp, my voice and body dripping seduction, and I didn't wait any longer. 
I pushed his knees apart and dived straight in, his big dick rising larger and larger above me, the clean sweaty smell of his crotch surrounding me as I leaned down. His balls waited for me on the edge of the couch, and I savored the feeling as I got closer. It occurred to me that, for all we'd done together so far, I'd yet to actually touch his penis. My mouth reached him at the same time my fingers did, reaching up past my face to close around the straining corrugations of his heated flesh, feeling the life inside him. Well, I mean, my fingers tried to close, they couldn't quite get all the way around, and I moaned my delight about that directly into the hairy folded skin that wrapped his nuts. He moaned in reply, then gasped sharply when I sucked both of them straight past my lips thought he tasted like a man should taste. I shivered, my thong drenched again, my tongue feeling the lovely meaty weight of him. I lifted his scrotum, then let it fall, the saliva marinating him, my eyes peering up his smooth body to see his mouth open in a soundless gasp when I speared my tongue straight in between his testes. He was warm and solid and a little acrid, addicting me at once, even as my hand gripped his long shaft above me. I held him inside my mouth, massaging him, cleaning him, worshipping him. I hoped he was loving this. Because I already was. Deliberately I spat out his scrotum, then gathered my warm spit onto my tongue as I glided up off his wrinkled sack and up onto the hot, quivering tower of his cock, dragging my tongue and lips up his skin slowly spreading my lust up from his root to the darkened skin just under that fat mushroom at the tip of his dick, I thought of something, then left his penis with a lingering kiss on the bottom side as I rocked back and stared at his face, my hands now cupping his. Balls. You know. I began, my voice sounding like someone else's. The other day? When you showed me your dick? What really turned me on was that little droplet that was just waiting at your tip. The pre-cum? He nodded, his voice tight like he was holding his breath, watching me service him. Mem. I smiled. I wanted to taste it. I held his gaze for a moment, then leaned forward once more with my tongue ready, my eyes unwavering as I licked at his slit, collecting the hot saltiness I found there. He sighed again, his hands stirring off the couch now to find my shoulder, my neck, my tit. Tastes good. And then I opened wide and bobbed down onto him, his head barreling past my teeth and poking insistently at my tonsils as I tightened my lips, surrounding as much of him as I could comfortably get into my mouth, wondering whether I had the wherewithal to deep-throat such a monster. I still didn't think Aaron was as big as that gladiatorial stripper Kyle, and I was pretty sure that if I tried to swallow him down I'd only end up in an undignified coughing fit, but I held him inside my mouth lashing my tongue all around him, tasting his flavor. Because, again, I love that first suckle of a new man's dick. It's so intimate, more intimate than a kiss, more intimate even than fucking, in some ways. And this? After a week of flirting, after what had passed between us the other day in my living room? Much more intimate. It helped that I liked him so much that I rose back up off him, back straight aware as if it was happening to someone else that his fingers were prying at my bra, digging for me. So I left him with his shining dick waiting for me, and reached behind me to unfasten the clasp. You want to play with my tits? I taunted, holding my bra in front of my chest. His answer was an insistent swipe with his hands, fingers hooking the red lace and tossing it aside as contemptuously as I dealt with my own sweater leaving me topless on my knees before him with my nipples popped aggressively out. 
Play, I commanded, keeping myself still to see what he'd do. Climb up on my lap. He countered, all horse. I want to suck on them. Yeah? I heard my own desperation, felt my own heat. You want me to sit on your lap, Aaron? You know how dangerous that'd be. I stroked his cock. Putting this thing right next to my innocent, vulnerable little pussy? There's nothing innocent about you, he growled. Especially your pussy. Mmm, still. I tasted his penis like an ice cream cone, long licks, flat-tumbed. Bottom to top, slowly. He loved it, if the pinch of his fingers on my bare nipple was any indication. I'm not sure that'd be wise. We don't do well with temptation, Aaron. As if to prove it, I bobbed back down deep onto his meat, loving the sound of his moan. Is it really worth the risk, just to suck on a nipple? Risk? His whole body shook. What are you talking about? If I get up on your lap, I told him slowly, rolling his balls like a pair of dice in my palm. We're going to want to fuck. You know it. I kissed his dick. Is that what you want, big boy? You want to fuck me? He groaned. Shit. We can't. But his hand mauled my boob and his dick flexed in my mouth, and I knew he wanted to dot I laughed. Well, we can't. I flirted, already knowing we would. But we shouldn't. His eyebrows rose. We shouldn't be doing all sorts of things. His touch was fire on my nipples. I wanted him to suckle them as badly as he wanted it. No, I sighed. I don't mean it like that. I mean we shouldn't, physiologically. Because Kel's right. I wagged his cock. You're big. You'll split me open. Yes, he snapped roguishly. I will. He tweaked my nipple hard then, drawing a squeak from me. And you'll love every second of it. Holy shit. I blurted, turned on as I'd seldom been. I hurried to push my thong off, worming out of it as I knelt. Your trouble. Maybe. He nodded as I held my sodden thong to his face, snatching it from my unresisting fingers. He'd be keeping it, of course. Get the fuck up on my lap, Tara. Yes, sir. I breathed, giving up. There was no point in pretending now. He wanted me and I wanted him, and that was as simple as it needed to get. I rose naked between his knees and stood there, pussy glimmering, looking down at him. Fuck. You're gorgeous. Get on my lap. He snarled again, dick straining to fuck me, and with a little jolt of alarm I knew I could not wait. I needed him. So I spread my legs and eased forward with his knees in between mine, taking his hands in my fingers as I sank down onto his thighs. He was on me immediately, his mouth searching out my tits, and I gave a hard wavering gasp when he pulled my nipple past his teeth and then bit down slightly, grazing my sensitive flesh. And it was at exactly that moment that he sent his hand down to my spread pussy lips, spearing straight into me, his fingers feeling the mucky heat inside my vagina. Yes. I sighed, head thrown back, scooting forward onto his fingers. Toward his dick. We both looked down at it awaiting me, judging how far into my body it would go once I decided to ride him, and the thought of such an amazing column inside me had me wet enough to leave a trail along his legs. Suck, baby, I whispered, pushing my chest to his face, letting him enjoy me. My own fingers had already dipped low, stroking his cock 
holding it up. I ache to impale myself. Aaron's voice was harsh. Get on that dick. I was already on my way, my thighs driving me high above his lap, above his waiting shaft, and then I was holding myself steady against his shoulders as I swooped, dipping low, letting his hands on my hips direct me onto him. We both moaned as his head met my labia, mingling there for a moment before it began to wedge inside. Slowly, I urged, feeling myself adjust, my mind screeching at my pussy to relax, to let that glorious meaty rod pass within me. I want it. All of it. But don't hurt me. Don't worry. He had his lower lip between his teeth, concentrating, staring in greedy fascination at where his flesh disappeared into mine. Nothing mattered to us, not morality or logistics or wisdom, and certainly not Kelly. We were what I told him we were, just two people, searching for pleasure, and using our bodies to find it. Nothing needed to be any more complicated than that dot I gritted my teeth in determination, moving my hips until whatever combination of bones and muscles in my pelvis found a gap, an avenue, an opening into which I could squeeze another of Aaron's fat, eager inches. Then another. And another, my body snake-like on his lap, working my way further and further down onto him. Slowly, I grated again dot a look at his face told me Aaron was in no shape to reply every ounce of his concentration on him, and me, and where we joined. He arched his hips just a little, giving me an extra half-inch, then again for the rest of the inch, but by then I'd swayed once more and found it within my taxed vagina to give him even more of myself, the thickness of his head forcing itself deeper, and then something popped in my wet pussy and I fell the rest of the way easily, smoothly, landing on his lap with a pube-tangled grunt of joy. Fuck, he sighed. I love the way you feel. I babbled, my heart singing. I smothered him in my arms, drawing his face to my tits, squeezing my pussy around his probing cock, kneading him close. Oh fuck, you feel good. You're incredible. It came out as a murmur against my boob, his hands now clamped around my ass cheeks. Holding me to him as we got used to how he felt inside me, I laughed gaily. Incredible? Not dangerous? No. He bit lightly at my nipple, drawing a moan. That too. He eased backward, slipping out of my arms so that he could rest on the cushions. Go for it, Tara. Ooh. Shit yeah. The shock to my libido was immediate, a reminder that what we were doing here wasn't love, or even connection. No, it was fucking. And I needed to take over. You want me to ride this hard cock, baby? I whispered. Yes. It came out low and even, almost vicious. I do. Yeah? I let myself relax, hips in motion, grinding down onto his legs. The thick root of that big dick played a symphony against my G-spot, already. You want me to come on this dick? I swooped up, then down, not really much motion, but enough to make him hunch up deeper into me. You want to shoot your load in this tight pussy, baby? Fuck. He raised his face lips offered, and the kiss I gave him was sloppy and passionate and uncontrollable as my hips churned over his lap. You do, don't you? I gasped. Naughty man. You want to come in me? I was speeding up, my words loosening myself up, driving down onto him with greater ease and speed as my pussy finally started to loosen up. You want to come in your wife's best friend? Jesus. He had a hand on my tit now 
gripping tightly, and I grew vaguely aware that the other was clenched tightly enough around its butt that his fingertip nudged my asshole. It felt so deliciously dirty, my brain sailing far away into a sexual wasteland bounded by the clap of our thighs meeting, and the squelching sounds from my syrupy cunt, and the sight of his eyes boring into mine, and the smells of sweat and hormones and his gin breath. Heaven. You're going to make me come, big boy. I exulted, still in a grating whisper alongside his ear, my body in fervid motion over his. He didn't feel tight anymore, or big. He just felt good. Perfect. Made for me. Prodding me so deep I thought I could feel it in my stomach. But not unpleasantly. No, everything about this was wonderful. Every sensation screamed in my brain and echoed in my body, every last nerve ending responding to the friction of his shaft inside me, tossing my body the way the sea tosses a sailboat. I was starting to come somewhere through my blurry, sweatshine gaze. I saw Aaron's mouth moving, the words tumbling out with the last of his rational thought. I shouldn't shoot in you, he said thickly. Yes, you fucking well should. I grunted back, wanting nothing more than that but if he said anything in reply I didn't catch it. My eyes snapping shut, I was abandoning myself to the pleasures he was giving me, to the pink glow lurking behind that pussy he was pummeling. To my orgasm. This one was softer than I'd thought it might be, a dull insistent throb rather than the crushing bludgeon I sometimes felt. It built swiftly, my wet cunt growing wetter, the motion of his dick within me feeling effortless, sublime, right. My thighs protested, but I ignored them as I worked myself up and down, up and down, building my own pleasure until it brimmed over the top of my mind and cascaded down my body, feeling like molten metal locking me into place. I gasped, overwhelmed by the joy of it, and when I at last forced my eyes open I could see him staring up at me with a strange, brutal focus, a fixity of expression that would have scared me if he'd been doing anything other than fucking me. It was an obsessed face, a dangerous and twisted face, the face of a serial killer or a raving lunatic dot or, here, the face of a man about to come he held me tighter. If that were possible, my mind noted that I'd have his handprint on my tit tomorrow, the other hand a claw on my ass, and then through the wild haze of my own orgasm I saw his face change, softening, his breath coming out in a low hissing sigh. At the same moment I felt him inside me, swelling and then twitching, his cock pressing in insistent waves against the exhausted walls of my pussy. He was spewing his load, launching his cum deep into my body, completing the act of crazed wild joy we were sharing on his couch, here at the dawn of the first day of a new year, both of us in slower, more even motion now as we rode it out together. I was kissing him again, our nude bodies still entwined, when we heard the toilet flush in the bathroom down the hall. Oh my God! I blurted, too late, my eyes rising over his head to see Kelly leaning against the wall, pale as a ghost, and staring at her husband's hand on my breast. Kelly! He scrambled beneath me, twisting to look around, but she was already barking a weird, rambling laugh. See, whore? It came out in a burst of slurred contempt, her mouth barely able to form the words properly. I wasn't lying about his dick, was I? Happy New Year! Her stumble after that would have been comical if the situation weren't so dire, her body sagging to the bottom stair as she passed back out, snoring loudly, leaving Aaron and I to stare wide-eyed at her comatose form. She really doesn't remember shit that happens when she's drunk. He reminded me, 
sounding like he was trying to convince himself. Yeah. No. She won't remember shit. Well, at least I hoped. Because if there was one thing that petty little bitch would remember, it'd be her husband's fat dick wedged inside my twitchy pussy. Especially if I forgot to clean his cream pie off the couch, once I got up. The End <laughs>